You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Trying to free your mind, Neo, but I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Does It Hold Up? I'm AJ. With me, of course, is Heath. What's up? And special guest from the I'd Like a Refund podcast, Cameron. What's going on, man? Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. It is a pleasure to have you. We were just You're talking- secretly our favorite person from, from I Like Refund. Well. I was thinking about doing that. You don't know how bad I was going over the bit of like, I wonder if they'd be funny if every time I introduce them, I my say, favorite. and you're my favorite member of the podcast. <laughs> and then when Joel's on next week, do the same bit with him. Well, I think it's kind of just natural for people to, you know, think I'm their favorite um, <laughs> or for me to be their favorite. I mean, I don't know if you guys have listened to our podcast, but, uh, Extensively. you know, Joel and Ryan, they're great, but I think at the end of the day, you need someone who has it all. They need to have the humor, <laughs> the voice, the correct opinions, the looks, and I have most of those. So um, I'm inclined to agree with you. you yeah, your 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 flavor that you add to the podcast is absolutely <laughs> outstanding. I think uh, all jokes aside, I would relate to you the most out of out of everybody else. Yeah, I definitely relate to you the most. Yeah. The thing is, I feel like you are what Darren wants to be on our show. Because, <laughs> like, you're you're courageous in terms of, like, your takes. Where you're not afraid to go, like, that's stupid or mm-hmm. that's great. But you have, you can back it up and articulate those thoughts uh-huh. in, a, in a meaningful way. <laughs> well, you know, unless you ask Ryan and it's the Guardians of the Galaxy episode. Because, well, yeah, I'm I also inclined saying, to disagree with you there. <laughs> I know. I kept saying what I had an issue with. He's like, so back it up. I'm like, have you not listened to what I was just saying? (laughs) You guys, I don't know, um, our next episode, I don't even know if it's announced, uh, is The Last Airbender. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I'm super hyped for that. We recorded that last night and- Oh boy. Let's just say there's a reason why my voice sounds like the way it does. <laughs> it sounds oh, all hoarse. Right now. <laughs> Lots of screaming. There, I'm into I, it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm with bated breath waiting for this episode. Because like, how is there <laughs> any opinion besides that movie is terrible? I don't, I don't understand. Know it is. This is Joel's awful take <laughs> on it. You think Joel's going to be? This is like oh, us as sure. fans not knowing. And like we're in, like, gonna, yeah. You think Joel's like the, I don't know. It was it was what it was intended time, to be. I was the only one who had seen that movie before. Dude, so I saw that movie twice. Oh, why would you do that? It's because I, I I love Avatar: The Last Air. I completely on accident. I posted on our social media on uh, Instagram. I have my my box set thing. Of, I saw mm, that. The yeah. Last Airbender. Completely, I, have the same I one. forgot. Yeah, it, it's dope. So like, I love Avatar. And so when the live action came out, I'm like, all right, here we go. And then I saw it, and then I walked out like, I think that was awful. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> sure. I gotta see it again. Yeah, we talked about. Oh, you whoa! We talked about on our podcast, but like, I was in like seventh or eighth grade when that movie came out, and like, that was like when I was like excited to like go to movies by myself, like, or you just like go to the movie theater, and like, I didn't really give a shit like if a movie was good or not. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the Last Airbender was the first movie where I walked out of the movie theater. And I was like, wait, 
That like sucked. <laughs> Movies can be bad. <laughs> like that was bad. What? Oh man, I, spent I can, money on that. Yeah. I cannot wait to hear your guys' thoughts on I it. I drug my yeah. grandpa to that. I took my dad to it <laughs> the second time. I dragged my dad to see it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I cannot wait. I feel like the first time, at least you didn't know right, what you're right. getting into, but bringing someone to the last airbender knowing what it was, I feel like that's yeah. a war crime. Yeah, that's pretty, that was pretty evil of me. <laughs> like the it's my dad. My dad, does, my dad doesn't even give a crap about it. He's like, this is that weird Japanese crap you watch. I'm like, well, kind of. In the same, it's like I'm watching kind of boat. when I watch Arcane, my parents are like, is this that cartoon? And I'm like, yeah, you really have yeah. to call it a cartoon? Yeah, but it's a fucking sweet cartoon. Can you take that cartoon. stank out of your voice when you say that? Cartoon. <laughs> I've literally never watched anime in my life, so. Really? Yeah. I feel like you might. You I feel like you like definitely it. would be the person to watch anime. There's weird stuff. There are bad ones. Don't get me wrong. See, but there's some good ones that you might like. I don't want to be called a weeb. Because <laughs> that's the thing that's going to finally tear you down. That's, yeah. the, that's the straw that'll Listen, break your Listen, there, there's a lot of things you can call a man. I think a weeb <laughs> is almost the worst. <laughs> Oh man, I've I, heard it my that, whole that's life. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this episode, everybody, we are going to be asking: Does the Matrix 1999 hold up? And uh, if you're unfamiliar with this format, I'm going to break down the plot of the movie in a very special way that only we know how to do it. Uh, so, guys, feel free to jump in, interrupt me, and uh, we're asking if it holds up. So, piece by piece, moment by moment, we're going to ask: Hey, do you think this holds up? Or I don't think that holds up at all. I'm very excited to do this. Because I, and I told Heath about this a little bit before, uh, I've never been worried performance-wise for a podcast as much as I am for this one. Because I love The Matrix. I love The Matrix Trilogy, which uh, we got a bunch of people who sent in their thoughts on our Instagram on The Matrix Trilogy. And a lot of crapping on Matrix 2 and 3. (laughs) And I defend it. So this is definitely going to be an interesting series. We have Cameron with us today. And then next week we have Joel with uh, Matrix Reloaded. And then we have uh, we have Ryan who's going to finish it out with uh, the Matrix Re- Revolutions. And then we're going to have the whole bunch for uh, when we rant about Matrix Resurrections. So here we go. Uh, these are the thought the 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 bits on the the matrix i usually start this with uh, the year was 1999 i forgot to do that this time because i went entirely too legitimate with this uh with a runtime of 136 <laughs> minutes this movie was released march 31st 1999 with the budget of 63 million dollars any guesses on the box office that it drew 250 million all right are we thinking Cameron? domestic or global i'm going global global I'm going to go 469. Did you cheat? No, I didn't. 466.3 million dollars, dude. You. (laughs) I was trying to go with the. I was going to set you up with you tend to be the numbers guy on your show in terms of killing those, (laughs) and you absolutely (laughs) like you. I don't know if the fans are appreciating how much you sniped that in the spectrum of numbers. You freaking nailed it. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) No, I swear, guy. I know nothing about the Matrix in general, I'm so... Tr- I'm trying to move past it, but I can't... He, he nailed that. Uh, the Matrix... Oh, man. The Matrix won four Oscars, uh, Best Visual Effects, Best Film Editing, Best Sound, and Best Sound Editing. Uh, and it was added to the National Film Registry in 2012, which kind of shocking it took that long, frankly. 
A little bit about the, I mean, obviously it's uh, direct, uh, written and directed by the Wachowskis who went on to do V for Vendetta. They did Bound and uh, a Speed Racer, which Speed Racer does not get the love that it deserves. Speed Racer is a and great movie. I'm going to say that's it because we don't need to talk about the other s- movies that the Wachowskis <laughs> did. <laughs> Uh, which I, that's a good, uh, I'll throw that hat in the ring for the refund podcast. You guys should definitely do all the other Wachowski movies like cloud Atlas and all the other ones. <laughs> oh, they did cloud because, Atlas. I didn't know that. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's I not saw good. Speed racer. I and love speed racer. I hate dude. speed racer. Really? So uh, maybe you won't like anime. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the perfect anime adaption. That was another it's, movie. I remember being like, Oh, this sucked when I was really? a kid in the theaters. It's huh. a speed racer movie and it's anime brought to life. I, whatever. It, the, the point is, well, <laughs> Reddit loves enough. that movie. They're like, oh, Reddit, speed racer is so underrated. It's on like every. It, it is. I it's know. Good. And it's it's on every Reddit <laughs> underrated. They call it a man. Can I just go on a little go, tangent? Go just one it. second. Yeah. Go, go for it. You know how annoyed I am of pe- the word masterpiece. Just like triggers <laughs> this thing in me all the time. It's like, it's like anytime someone really likes a movie, they're like, it's an underrated masterpiece. Like, that's what they say <laughs> all the time. It just takes away, like, everyone calls every movie a masterpiece. There was literally on Reddit, I was, in, I was reading this, this, whatever, this thread, and someone was like, yeah, Godzilla, King of Monsters. The second oh, one or whatever. He's like, this movie was a literal masterpiece. And I said, do or you know not. what that word means? He's like, well, compared to what it could have been and like the type of movies that it's in, it's a masterpiece. And it's like, that's not what a masterpiece is then. You yeah, don't it's, know. I, I, no, no, I'm 100 percent on your side. It could be an underrated gem. It yeah, that's fine. But, um, but a masterpiece? We're talking like The Godfather and crap. You're going to throw King of the Monsters in, I know, in the conversation like... of masterpiece? <laughs> you know, I, I... Susan Kane and then King of Monsters. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, o- and it's okay to enjoy movies that aren't it is. masterpieces. It's just it's no, totally no reason fine. to be like, hi- <laughs> why have to be like hyperbolic about it where it's like, yeah. it can't just be a good movie. It has to be an incredible mass. Right. No, Speed Racer is a super, super fun movie, but no, it's, it's far from the masterpiece. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyhow, but, I digress. Yeah. No, no, no. You, that was completely, that was completely warranted. Invalid. Uh, yeah. It, yep. Uh, so that was uh, written and directed by the Wachowskis. Cinematographer, Bill Pope. So for those of you guys who know Bill Pope, let me rattle off some of his, and I'm going to, I cut out most of them. These are just the giant ones that sit out. Uh, a little gem called Army of Darkness. Love <laughs> uh, it. Blank check for those of you kids who remember uh, oh, that fun one back in the day. Heck yeah. Save the cat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clueless. Anybody? <laughs> uh, Spider-Man 2 and 3. Team America. Scott Pilgrim. Baby Driver. Alita Battle Angel and his most recent work, Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings. Nice. So Bill Pope's a busy dude. Yeah, uh, getting it. And uh, something that kind of shattered my brain, the music is one of the big things that people talk about with The Matrix. It was scored by Don Davis, who did Jurassic Park 3, Behind Enemy Lines, in The Marine. And that's basically it. In wow. The Marine, I'm talking about that John Cena movie. The hell? That came out back in 06. Yeah, weird. It won like best sound and crap. Dude, like, yeah, he was killing it. This is a great and, score. And no, 
That's I mean he did the Matrix trilogy like he did the, the he did these Mat- the Matrix trilogy he did like Enter the Matrix the video game he did the Animatrix and I that's, feel like he, that's it I feel like he just like he missed out on one hand job and then that was like yeah. the end of his career like he should have <laughs> like how do you kill it <laughs> just <with> committed this? <laughs> yeah and then just he was nothing. killing it yeah Whatever. nothing big but all right let me start diving into this here plot i am proud of myself with the notes i took of this movie because i i forgot what movie that we did i might have been it might have been frankly one of the godzilla movies that we covered i had like nine or ten pages worth of notes i think i got this down to like a respectable five or six there you go nice and what's funny too is like i got to the point where i'm like i'll remember this because i love the matrix so much (laughs) i literally put like one word key phrase where i'm like i know what that means all right here we go uh the matrix brought to us by warner brothers something that's really fun is i mentioned that i watched this i watched this movie i think three times uh in the past probably two months just like in preparation of this in my own personal satisfaction (laughs) uh i watched the commentary where the uh they got some of the like the producers and some the uh i think the editor maybe to uh, do a commentary and they said that the intro credits which is done in the style of the matrix code was done on purpose because they wanted it to represent the evil corporations that are like warner brothers (laughs) and all of them (laughs) which i'm like all right that's fine and uh we get hit with ourselves a little title card and we have trinity talking to cypher but we don't know that yet it's real cryptic and something i I obviously i forgot to mention the reason the matrix is big we got to go back to 1990 frankly eight where it was the promotion for this movie because the big thing on all the posters, what is the Matrix? Because we had no idea what this is and I forgot to even mention, Cameron, you had not seen this movie before. No, I hadn't. I, before I'm, Saturday. This is, not, this is kind of not the way we've run this show, but I need to know, like, what were your thoughts before seeing it? Because it's existed in the zeitgeist of, you yeah. know, in your world. Um. I mean, I literally, all I knew about the Matrix was the scene where he's dodging the bullets and the scene where he stops the bullets and Keanu Reeves is in it and there's a blue pill and a red pill and that's that's it. I didn't even know what the Matrix was. (laughs) You said you did? No, I didn't even know. Like You did not. Like the whole idea of the Matrix and like, yeah, I'm so jealous. I didn't even know what that was. Like, that's one of those things, like, our friends, uh, what I, I would have given money, dude, to be there with you, because, like, our friends feels like the first time, that's their whole, like, show, is they, uh, like, usually it's uh, Jake will, like, have a movie, and then he'll show it to em- the co-host Emily for the first time, and then they talk about it. I can't imagine being able to watch The Matrix, like, as an adult, and being able to, like, experience that for the first time. That had to have been insane. Well, to be oh, blatantly <laughs> honest with you. Oh, don't hurt my feelings uh, here. I was pretty high on pain meds. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so that might have helped. I was kind of out of it a little bit, <laughs> and I was like, "Huh, huh, huh." Every time code, something happened, reality, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I cannot wait. I need to hear your thoughts as we go through this movie because this movie is. I, I need you guys to understand that this movie changed cinema. Like this, this might like have some of the most parodied scenes in. Look at like the year two thousand. Frankly, to like even today, like it 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 changed how movies were approached and how 
action scenes were done and it fr- it frankly pulled a lot of eastern style cinema into the west oh for sure yeah mainstream but i'll i digress let's get into the let's get into the fun stuff trinity's talking to cypher we don't know that's them though and like we go like, oh this is a clean line like yeah it might be a clean line i gotta go it's real cryptic and uh, we get a bunch of cops and they're it's nighttime and they're inside this building and uh we cut to this door with the number 303 because i'm gonna get a little bit nerdy as we go through this as i'm trying my absolute best to refrain from like being <laughs> yeah. like a four-hour show where i just dive into the like philosophy and the like all the different symbolisms and stuff of this movie 303 represents trinity and that actually does matter for the end of this movie so uh they're in the room and then a bunch of like cars pull up and you see these cool dudes in suits and sunglasses at nighttime so you know they must be cool coming out and uh, these are agents obviously but we don't know that quite yet and so lieutenant's like hey yeah like we're i sent a bunch of dudes in there to arrest the girl and he's like i told you to not go in there he's like it's a girl this is also back in 1999 and he's like all right well your dudes are all dead cut to the inside where we have a chick wearing some tight and frankly stinky leather i can i can never get into the whole leather thing like the whole uh, latex or leather bdsm looking clothes it just i smell it when i look at it speak for yourself (laughs) (laughs) that's a style that needs to come back (laughs) i mean all i'm saying is there's nothing wrong with like a super skin tight latex red suit I know this is black, but you know. Mm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just fully... talking personal taste. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Something about the way the skin can't breathe in it, you know, really makes reminds you that you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Lieutenant, your men are already dead. So back into the thing, the cops are approaching this chick who's at the desk or at something like computer desk thing, and uh, we get what is a crazy fight scene that I need us all to, I mean, I believe and then we'll start right here. I believe this fight scene holds up because this was jaw dropping back in 1999 where you get some Kung Fu, you know, we get some like Kung Fu stuff and then she jumps in the air. Camera does a three six, well, 180 technically like rotation. Well, I guess it is like 360 because it goes like, around to the other point but the camera goes around trinity as she's in the air she kicks the dude against the wall and every movie from then probably about five or six years on had to have this scene in it uh and what's off what's funny is this is often miss uh miscredited as the first time that this like bullet time in a film was done i believe it's the first time in film that it was done but there was a it's famous that there's like a like a beer commercial back in the day that did something similar to this but it wasn't like a beer commercial but this was obviously what? the first time on film so i'll be honest like i think this this fight scene didn't hold up super great because the wire work a little bit looked a little bit iffy on this one yeah so when she's running I'll, on the walls a little bit iffy and i was like I'll i remember it being so much bit. cooler i'll jump again a little bit it would look terrible if this wasn't the world that it was Okay. I feel like all the weird floaty, all the wire work type stuff, it fits in that it's them basically like cheat coding a video sure. game more or less. So that's why I, I can accept that. You know, if it doesn't work for you, obviously it doesn't work for you. But that's why I think they leaned into a style for sure because they wanted this to be like Shaw Brothers Eastern Cinema. Right, right. And I thought that worked. But hey, that's just me. Uh, she takes out all the dudes and then she gets a phone call and like more, uh, it's a voice. I don't know. It's, it's Morpheus, but there's a voice on the phone. It's like, Oh, you or agents are here. Run. She's like, okay. So she starts running. Then we get a bunch of cool dudes and suits chasing after her. And she is just booking it on top of this rooftop. And she, I, I have here, there's a, a desert Eagle billboard in the background of the little running scene, a little bit of foreshadowing because <laughs> the way that it's the desert Eagles like pointed to, kind of towards the camera. 
Yeah, and that might happen a little bit later in the movie. We don't know. But she's being chased by the cops who are just being left behind. And then we get the dude in like the suit and sunglasses just booking it too. Kind of reminding me of like the effect that goes on now with like Civil War with like Black Panther and Captain America, how they're just like booking it past all the other like cars and stuff. This is that same kind of effect. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. It really shows just, like it really highlights like how fast they are compared to everybody else. Yeah, because what happens is they do a super jump across some rooftops and one of the cops goes like, that's impossible, to which I would have been like, I saw nothing. Did you guys see nothing? And then all the other cops were like, nope. And then we just turn around. They got away, officer, uh, boss. That's we, we did our best. Trinity dive jumps out through the little like window thing of another uh, another building. And I really dig this where she like falls down the steps and immediately yanks out two pistols and like aims it at the, at the sea, at the, I'm sorry, at the glass. And I just, I like how it holds here for a second and it could be bad where she does the thing that is rampant back in the day of character talks to themselves, like to it, to talk to us as the audience just because I, and I don't know exactly the reason why it kind of went out of style. She's like, get up, Trinity, get up, which is another little thing. Again, keep in mind for the end of this movie. Uh, she gets up, she runs away and she goes to this phone booth, which, uh, hey, kids, phone booths. Uh, you know, I already did this joke. I forgot. I think I did this in our Halloween episode, Heath, where I yeah. did the whole, hey, kids, phone booths were uh, a little house for cell phones, for public cell phones <laughs> that you could use. <laughs> I digress. Uh, big dumpster truck thing pulls over to the uh to the side and it's about to revving its engine about to run into it she runs in there grabs the phone and like as the truck's about to hit her she puts her hands up to the glass and she's gone the truck hits the thing and the miss agent smith i'll just call him that because it is agent smith gets out of the truck mm, she's gone oh at least and but something that is kind of important and upon my probably 200th time watching this movie the uh the uh <laughs> quote is uh the informant is real which is gonna again come gonna come into play later because trinity was obviously set up we don't know who the informant is but that's our opening scene which actually is funny to uh this movie was supposed to be a 90 day shoot and end up going on for i think double that because they spent almost all of their budget and like a lot of their right. time on this opening scene. Uh, and then the Wachowskis shot this, sorry, and uh, showed it, showed it to the upstairs people at Warner brothers. And they're like, okay, we'll give you more money in time. Cause this, this is freaking fire, <laughs> which you got going on. In this scene. <laughs> uh, cut to, so we have, point, Cameron, ha- are you just like lost? You're just like, what the shit's going on? They're like, Oh, this is not the kind of show I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, I was just, yeah, I, I I didn't know what to expect at all. Oh. <laughs> I had no clue. Like I said, I knew nothing about this movie. Um, I was just waiting for Keanu. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Are oh, is all? Keanu not Are the main character? And it turns out it's just this chick the whole time? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, huh. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I I love it. I, okay, so I, some guy usually ask, uh, Heath, what was the first time you watched this movie? Oh, shoot. I think I saw it in the theaters. I think Jesus. it was like like eight or nine. Went to the theaters with my brother, just me and my brother. And uh, I remember loving it and going to school the next day and like, oh my God, the Matrix is amazing and talking <laughs> to all my friends and hyping it up. I was, ent- I was entirely too young. I saw it. I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it at, I think it was like a parent's friend's house. Like they were just like watching it and I was watching it too. And I was young enough that I didn't question it. That's how young I was. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. just watching it. And I'm like, okay, and that's fine. But the scene that stood out to me that I remember even after I like didn't watch the Matrix for probably five years, uh, became like a, a old enough child to like form memory. I remember thinking like, man, that's the movie where the dude's mouth gets like, <laughs> like erased, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. And people are like, 
Well, yeah, but that's not usually the scene people talk about with The Matrix. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that scared the crap out of me. But here we go. Well, you want a Ke- Keanu? You're getting Keanu. So I have here in my oh, notes. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, baby Keanu. <laughs> the joke is often said that, like, Keanu Reeves doesn't age. And, uh, yeah, he's aged a little bit. I, I was talking to my dad about that, too. I'm like... You get guys like Paul Rudd where they look exactly the same. And I'm like, yeah, Keanu is, he looks way older now. He has a long, long hair and hides <laughs> behind a beard. old man. Have you seen some of the stills and like Bill and Ted type stuff like with him without a beard? No, no. He, he looks a bit older now, which I mean, he looks a bit older. He's also like, it's been, it's been coming 30 on 30 years. years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like, it's like 20. Like, so 9, 10, 11, so it's 23 years, dude. Like, he looks pretty good for 23 years plus, but yeah, he definitely does so. not look like a, like a vampire that some people are trying to claim him as. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make anything. And that's fine that people age. That's how it's supposed to work. Yeah, it's know? been 23 years, plus 20 years. It doesn't matter. It's been 20 years, and he's Hollywood beautiful. Yeah, I think it's fine. But uh, I have here in my notes, uh, Baby Keanu is sleeping like how I imagine Heath sleeps, where he's just like at his desk, just like Too head true. on arm. Too true. Uh, we, <clears throat> we get the little like, text prompt on his monitor saying, like, wake up, Neo. And then we have one of my favorite quotes and a little nod to, if you guys remember, Newgrounds.com, they had I some do, incredible like flash animation parodies to The Matrix called the matrix has you which is like the little thing that pops up on the screen uh neo wakes up he's like huh and then we get some incredible acting from keanu (laughs) he's like what and then he like hits like a bunch of keys on his uh keyboard (laughs) uh follow the white rabbit pops up on the thing which is you know a lot of alice imagery and hey that's in the new trailer too where they go probably a little too heavy-handed with it but the point is like he's like i don't know what's going on here and uh, knock knock neo and then an actual knock knock startles him he goes to the door some dudes and uh girls are out there like hey man uh he's like we're here for the stuff Keanu's like all right well uh, you're late and he gives what I imagine Heath's response anytime he shows up anywhere yeah I know it's her fault <laughs> <That we're late. laughs> uh, another little fun imagery thing uh, Keanu Reeves well I keep saying Keanu Neo's room number 101 because he's the one little a little on the nose but hmm. he's like yeah i'm gonna go get the thing that you're paying for or whatever so he goes to a book called simulacra and simulation because again on the nose and they turn to the chapter on nihilism and that's when he pulls out some uh floppy disk looking thing and he's like all right here you go uh it's you know whatever hacky type stuff it doesn't matter what it is and then we get some uh some dialogue here of you're my savior man my personal jesus to which you might as well looked at the camera at that point <laughs> Uh, and the count is like, oh, have you ever had a dream, but you're not sure you're dreaming? He's like, uh-huh. Mescaline, homie, sipping lean. That's what gets you to do that. Or in this case, Cameron, when after he gets that pain medicine, right. he <laughs> <laughs> mix that with a little bit of shot of whiskey and that'll put, that'll hit you, get you to fly kids. Hell yeah. This whole scene reminded me like Keanu is just, he's just not a good actor, man. So I forgot who mentioned this on what podcast I listened to, but. So actually, you know, it might have been Ryan, funny enough, from uh, from Refund, who was like, if you believe the actor is who they're saying they are. Some people are like, oh, yeah, Keanu's like, he's very wooden in his yeah, performance. Yeah. But it's like, do you believe this is Thomas Anderson? Do you believe that? So, yeah, maybe that's how Thomas Anderson speaks, you know? I mean, he definitely sells it. That's my only somewhat because i'm on the same boat too like keanu reeves is an amazing person and he makes incredible movies 
not a lot of range, you know, <laughs> as, as far as acting goes, which uh, I'll mention it now. Famously, Will Smith was offered the role of Neo, to which he turned it down. Thank God. But I could not he see turned it down because he wanted to do a little gem, or dare I say masterpiece, called Wild Wild <laughs> West. <laughs> which, hey, when's that going to be done on the refund pod? <laughs> That's another one I've never seen. Oh, it's dude. Got, dude, it was Will Smith at the peak of Will Smith. I'm talking Independence Day. Fresh Prince just stopped airing, and that's what we got. He turned out Matrix for that crap. I digress. Uh, they're like, oh, yeah, man, you need to get out a little bit. And he's like, yeah, maybe maybe I do. And they're like, come to the club. And then like the chick shows that she has a white rabbit tattoo. And he's like, okay, I'll go. And they go to my personal hell, which is a nightclub. And you got a bunch of people listening to like, I don't even know the genre of music. I call it metal in my notes. It's probably not even metal. It's, it's Rob like, Zombie. Okay. It's just grungy, like, <laughs> and like people grinding on each other wearing leather. I'm like, that place smells so bad. I'm all on Agent Smith's side at the end of this movie, by the right. way. The smell of these scenes makes me nauseous. <laughs> What's with this like 90s trend of like these insane sin pits of dude, the clubs? Dude, the 90s is where it was at, dude. That's where some of the most dark slash like thumping clubs were existed blade freaking right. i don't know why i mean, I think of the crow i think of like <laughs> that's where like the club scene peaked and we've never like reached that high since dude i don't know if it's actually like this i don't know if the club scene was actually like that but in movies it definitely portrayed that way for some reason well something that i can't accept because this is another reason why i don't like clubs uh neo is there and trinity walks up and they're just having a conversation and i can't accept that they can hear each other because how i <laughs> have you ever tried speaking in like a club or anything at that point you're shouting and good luck trying to read the person's lips you just smile and go uh-huh that's what that's how it goes <laughs> uh trinity shows up and she's like hey i'm trinity and he's like oh i thought you were a dude she's like nope not a dude and then she like looks at the camera she's like hey this is a theme that's kind of a talked about this movie is a very uh how do i how do i put this this the wachowskis have gone back and said that this movie slash series has always been an analogy for being like transgender, which mm -hmm. rewatching it, I can a hundred percent accept because yeah. uh, something else that I'm going to jump the gun a little bit. There's a character named switch, which is the, the chick who wears like the white like jacket and stuff. Mm -hmm. She has like the blonde hair. I guess originally she was going to be um, uh, either this or vice versa, a man in reality, but a woman in the matrix. And then they were going to like flip that, which I thought would have been incredible. Frankly, That'd I think really that would have cool, been yeah. a really real cool thing to see. Uh, maybe that'll come out in this new one. Who knows? Yeah, uh, but hmm. the point is, she's like, yeah, like the Matrix. Matrix has you. He's like, what is the freaking Matrix? And like, and he's speaking on behalf of everyone in the theater back in 1999. <laughs> what is the? I bought a ticket. Explain what the Matrix is. She's like, no, not yet. And she's like, uh, I know the quote is, I know why you're alone night after night sitting at your computer. And I say, he's probably editing a podcast because that's how I spend my entire freaking week. <laughs> Uh, I like it because the music is playing apparently it's Rob Zombie but the music is playing and then we get an alarm clock kind of bumping in the background which is a cool transition into again Keanu waking up how I imagine Heath wakes up every morning of looking at the clock and oh my Jesus Christ and like running out of his room <laughs> late uh, cut to this like big tall building which is what's cool is it's very, very green. And that's something that we're going to talk about here. The color use of this movie is super, super dope because the uh, the Matrix, you know, proper Matrix is very green in tone. And then we'll get to what reality is supposed to be. 
later. So he's in there and we're getting like the, what I, again, I like of just them spilling the plot for you from like, but using it as a like conversation. Whereas boss was like, you think you're special, Mr. Anderson, and that the rules do not apply to you to which again, look at the camera and been like, cause that's going to come into play later again. <laughs> uh, and he's like, yeah, sorry. He's like, yeah, show up on time. And he's like, okay. And this always reminded me later. This is not this, but it reminded me in the, the Incredibles when uh, he's getting like, Mr. Incredible's getting like griped at by his boss and it's the whole like, oh, you know, we're a, a team and, you know, all the pieces of a clock together. Always reminding me of this scene from The Matrix. I just, something that I always uh, thought about when I see it. <clears throat> Cut to Neo in his office or his uh, his cubicle, <laughs> looking at nothing, by the way. His monitor's not on. He's not typing. He's just sitting in his chair looking at a turned off monitor, <laughs> to which I'm like, maybe they should fire Neo because he doesn't look like he's very productive. <laughs> Uh, a courier comes with the package and he's like, Oh, like Thomas Henderson. Like, yep. So he gets it and he gets what I consider the dopest cell phone in existence. And we have never topped it even today where it's that Nokia with a little slide on it where you push a button in the bottom, like shoots out. Can we get that today, please? I don't give a crap about touch screen. Would you or want that? Forget. <laughs> yes. I would want nah, that. <laughs> I mean, they're bringing back flip phones. So I, I, yeah, I don't still, see, it could still be, it could still be touch screen. Not. It can still be touchscreen, but click a button, bottom shoots out. It just looks freaking cool. Because <laughs> it's like almost like a switchblade slash like a magazine yeah. coming out of a gun. It's just, it's... All these it's manly like things, you know? Yeah, it's, it's like edgelord for no reason. <laughs> What's funny is I've, I've known people in reality who had that phone kind of back in that like time period and you've never looked douchier. <laughs> then when you're like in an elevator or a McDonald's and your phone rings and you freaking like shook hello like as you're doing it you've never looked more like a loser but I, I don't give a crap. Uh, the cell phone rings. He answers it and he's uh he's like hey what's going on? He's like oh I'm Morpheus and he's like oh that's cool and he's like uh I'm paraphrasing obviously he's like uh there are people coming <laughs> no, for you. Got you. It. That's about right. Yeah it's about that <laughs> the, the, the spirit of what this whole scene's about. Hi who is it? I'm Morpheus. Nice to meet you. Hi my name is Neo. He's like, all right well you're the one. Not yet not really but the point is he's like yeah uh there's got bad people coming for you so if you want to get out of here then do as I say and we get an extremely video game scene that I always liked where uh, he's Morpheus is talking Neo through escaping. So he's like, Oh, get in the next, like it reminded me extremely of any tutorial for any stealth game ever. Where it's like, <laughs> go, like, go, there's like, you can see the little like meter building on everyone else. It's like within yeah. line of sight. And I'm just waiting for the little huh? metal gear. What was that noise? Sound. Yeah. <laughs> huh? And like throw a rock to distract the guard to get him to go over there. Uh, Neo's sneaking around, and I have to say a little bit of a shout out MVP to a guy at the copier machine who sees Neo like walking, like like crouching right. past him, and goes right back to printing whatever he's working on. He's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna mind my business. This is clearly nothing. I don't give a crap." Uh, he goes to like the window, and he's uh, Morpheus. Like, "Hey, you see the window?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Go stand out there." He's like, "Mm mm." He's like, "You have to," or this is going to, you're going to, you're going to get caught by the bad dudes in suits. He's like, okay, I'm not going outside this window. So he doesn't go outside the window and he gets picked up by the agents and the cops, which I always liked. Cause uh, what's also funny too. Did you guys ever play the path of Neo video game? No, I haven't played nope. that one. I played the end of the matrix. <laughs> I played, I played both to exhaustion. I didn't the even path know of <laughs> really? yeah. PlayStation it, or. Uh, they may have been. I had on Xbox. Xbox, I had OG Xbox. Okay. Uh, What's cool about End of the Matrix though is that it's actually like directed and stuff by the Wachowskis, and they used real footage, and it's actually in canon. Like the 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 game is in canon with the movies. 
Uh, but the Path of Neo, it's cool because they do this. They they take liberties and like, hey, it's a video game. So like in this scene or in that level, you do go up the 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 window and like you go hmm. to the roof and you escape with Trinity, which is actually kind of well, cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, but not not in this movie, not in canon, because uh, he gets picked up by the agents and they go into this interrogations uh, thing, which uh, before we get even there, what's cool is like there's a cool this is going to matter later where we see a bunch of monitors and we see Neo like a surveillance camera thing and the camera pushes through the monitors and that's how it transitions into the scene that might seem random. But that will matter in, I want to say, The Matrix 3 with all like those like uh, countless monitors. Uh, he's uh, Neo's getting interrogated by an agent, a.k.a. Mr. Agent Smith. Um, what I, ha- I love, I just, I love aesthetically, I love the way Hugo Weaving speaks as Agent Smith. Because he's extremely British, if you don't know. This is also the guy who played V in V for Vendetta. Oh, is and, it? And uh, Homeboy, oh, Homeboy, okay. Homeboy from Lord of the Rings. I, I, yeah, I was yeah. less of a Lord of the Rings fan. But it's, yeah, like those, the way he speaks, like you helped your landlady take out her garbage, which is like stuff like that. It's just like entirely too cool. Uh, what's cool too is like Smith is like wearing glasses this whole time. Because a lot of people wear glasses in this movie and his looks dope. Let's just be real. But the point is he's wearing his glasses and he takes off his glasses whenever he's like kind of being more human and being like uh, discussed with humanity. He takes off his glasses and Neo's, he's like, tell you what, man, we'll wipe the slate clean of all your horrible cyber crimes. Uh, if you help us find Morpheus and Neo does his whole uh, white guy thing of like, I'm going to flip off the police and say, I know my rights <laughs> constitution. If Neo was played by Will Smith, this scene would have gone very differently. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we get uh, the first real like surreal moment of this movie. Well, I say first real surreal, but like this is like, it's supposed to be like in reality at this point uh, we get uh the line from Will Smith, or I'm sorry, the line from Neo is like, uh, give me my phone call. And the Smith goes, uh, what good is a phone call if you can't speak? To which Neo's mouth freaking melts shut. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was scary. It actually was scary. the freaking crap out of you? Where it's like, what is this movie? Yeah, it was very, um, I think that was maybe one thing I wasn't expecting about this movie. It's just like, kind of how weird it was. I don't know, I was oh, expecting yeah. sci-fi, but I, I, watching this, I was just like, I was I, I was actually kind of impressed. Now, I, I'm going to say something, and I don't know if you guys are going to hate me and never talk to <laughs> me again, but like, after I got done with the movie, I was like, huh, okay, so that's what everyone was excited about. Now, <laughs> I want to make it clear, I... I know that this movie was obviously very different back then than it is now, right? It clearly, oh, yeah. it clearly, um, you know, everyone copied it. It, it was very influential. Um, but I don't know, you know, it's it's a talking point on our podcast. I don't like old movies, and I know this is the '90s, and I'm not calling that old. I would much rather watch movies that are like recent you know 2000 from 2010 to you know now that's your that 2010 just because i i like them more i like the qual like the the physical like the visual quality more i like the and that's not to say all of them are great um and that's not to say that there aren't movies from way back when that i don't like but it's just like when things are done more and you know things get better throughout time because they have a lot more practice and they know what makes something good and what makes something bad and just like now i just feel in general 
things are a lot more consistent. But that being said, they clearly do not take the same risks that they used to. Because that was That's the one thing true. I noticed it. while watching this movie is I legitimately <clears throat> cannot think of a mainstream movie, right? Of course, you know, there's a <clears throat> bunch of like indie movies that go way out, but like a mainstream movie that I would go see in theaters that would have surprised me as much as The Matrix did. Because it's very just fair, dude. out there. And I, you know, I have to give a lot of credit for it for just being wholly original and just fully going for it, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's not something we really see too often these days. That's a great point. No, you're right. Yeah, like that's the, I forgot, I think Tarantino mentioned it. We're like, we go through phases in terms of our bravery in filmmaking, where one of my favorite decades of filmmaking is the 70s, because in that year, we were getting just super experimental, and let's just go bonkers and try weird stuff. And let's have, like, that's where we got, like, a lot of these iconic Godfather, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Alien, Star Wars, like, and that's not even got like Clockwork Orange, Rocky, like we get all these incredible, mm-hmm. brave movies that extremely are important today because we can't stop making those movies that came back out in the 70s <laughs> because right. they were such great and original ideas. And then you go to the 80s, which is frankly a lot, as there are the standouts, but it's a lot more like tame and, uh, like not family friendly but like the good guy wins the bad guy loses things are pretty the 70s it's like people are gonna die the villain could win probably will win the 90s is uh another era of that where we got our we got our tarantinos we got kevin smith doing like mall rat (coughs) sorry like mall rats and and clerks and stuff we got uh terminator 2 like we got those kinds of movies early 2000s again kind of dipped back into frankly trash early 2000s was a pretty bad year for movies that you have the outstanding ones but not a great one. And then 2010s, I would argue it started coming back again. Like we started doing good stuff. That's when we got our inceptions and we got, uh, I mean, I'm <coughs> sorry, I'm flooded with examples, but like that's where we've got the birth of the MCU, you know, like in 08. So I was saying that in that kind of like time period, it's like, that's it. We go through our phases. And so I feel like now we're in the downside of it where we're not being safe or we, I'm sorry, we are being very safe. We're not being ballsy in filmmaking, which is kind of like what those fogey dudes are talking about, like Scorsese yeah. and, and Ridley Scott, who are like, MCU is ruining cinema. It happens every single decade. We go through our ups and our downs in terms of like willing to experiment and willing to get out of the <coughs> sorry, get out of the box. And that's where uh we were in the 90s uh, when the Matrix came out. It was in that time of let's just do something different. Let's just try. Which, yeah, yeah, Cameron, you absolutely nailed when you when you said that. Uh, where was I? Oh yeah, phone call. Can't speak. Mouth sewn shut, which is just nightmarish. <laughs> and then we get uh, another thing that's scary, where they pull a little electric little shrimpy thing, which looked suspiciously oh, like a giant sperm out of a little thing, <laughs> and then it becomes a shrimp. And they're like, "What's the most horrifying way we can shove this in the human body?" Mm. And they cram it down his freaking <laughs> belly button, and then he wakes up. <laughs> And everyone's like, "Is this a horror movie? What happened to this? I thought this was like a like a shoot 'em up kind of yeah. movie." Uh, here we go. So uh, he gets a uh, Neo gets a phone call from like Morpheus. He's like, "Hey, man. So, guess bet you wish you would have gone up that uh, window, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> and Neo's like, "What's happening?" He's like, uh, "If they knew what I knew, you'd be dead." Uh, even though he just said this line is tapped, so I got to be quick. That means they're <laughs> hearing this. Uh, if they knew what I knew, you'd be dead. And which, if I were Neo, would be like, probably shouldn't have said that since. <laughs> 
<laughs> they didn't know that earlier. <clears throat> uh, Morpheus is like, all right, well, meet me here. So Neo, Neo goes to the most like rainy bridge that's ever been in existence. It just looks cool. And something that's like, it's talked about from the center, uh, director of photography. They wanted this scene to look like Matrix code in terms of the rain, which watching it, knowing that, I'm like, yeah, sure. But Matrix, uh, the Matrix, the freaking uh, car pulls up. Neo gets in. It's Trinity and two other people, which weren't introduced to yet. Uh, and they're like, uh, hey, how you doing, Neo? He's like, oh, I'm pretty good. They're all right, cool. Take off your shirt. He's like, I'm sorry. And then they like stop the car, pull a gun on him. And they're like, it's a line that I never liked. And I, I don't think this holds up at all where uh, Switch goes, uh, there are two options, my way or the highway. To yeah, which I'm it's... like, we're not even on a highway. We're on a back street. <laughs> I don't like rough. it. It's it's very edgelord. And like that, I feel like by the late 90s, I was already like a played out thing to say. Whatever. Uh what I have here is uh yeah, take off your shirt, our way highway, and uh Trinity. What I like here is that Neo's like, okay. And he's like about to get out of the car. And then Trinity's like, hey, actually, seriously, come on. And he's like, all right, fine. And uh they get this weird little contraption thing, and basically it's this creepy like sonogram machine to find the little shrimp in his belly. And then they horrifically, which they never touch up on later, <laughs> suck it out of his belly button. Like, Dude, I guess. So I left my ass off of this part because she plugs it into the cigarette plug. Yeah. 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 Well, like, 12 like, volt. Do cars even have those anymore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do those? What's funny. I, I have a, a, uh, not a brand new car anymore. I got a car in 2020 uh, it was a 2020 car and it had a USB thing on it, but uh-huh. it still totally had the cigarette lighter really? thing on there. I figured that was like a good deal. Cars stopped having the cigarette lighter on it though, which is weird. Oh. Like why have the cigarette <laughs> pokey part if Whatever. you're not going to have the little like cigarette part, which that's got to be foreign as crap to like kids nowadays. <laughs> like what the idea of that even is. That's true. Yeah. The thing I instantly go to when I think of the cigarette lighter thing, do you remember? I think it was Ace Ventura when he's in like, it's like the end of the movie and he's in the monster truck chasing what's his face, like gets a cigarette lighter thing. He's like throws it in the throws car. It, yeah. It's just a stupid thing that's like owned in my mind forever. Anytime I see a cigarette lighter, I think of uh, I think of Jim Carrey. Uh, where was I in the notes? Uh, oh yeah, like they, they suck the thing out and they throw it out and Neo's like, oh, that was real? Not like, oh my God, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding so bad. Uh, cut to, we get, they call like this cool like building thing where they have like the doors open. He introduced to Morpheus for the first time. We got Lawrence Fishburne, which dude, I don't think Lawrence Fisher, uh, Fishburne gets the credit he deserves in terms of being freaking cool. He's a cool dude. <laughs> His voice, I would put up, up there, frankly, like above like Morgan Freeman and all them, all the phone call scenes with Morgan Freeman. Cause he's just, he sounds articulate and smooth. I don't. I, just, I dig the crap out of it. But we have Morpheus, which I'm. You know, what? I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna out myself. I owned these glasses at a certain point. The, the Morpheus no, like tiny glasses that do. What they don't tell you is the way they stay on your face is they pinch the crap out of your nose. And so if you wear if you wear them for too long, you will have like an indention on your nose. Worse than the both of you wear wear glasses, you know. But imagine all of the weight of the glasses held by pinching the your nose. The bridge of your nose, yes. Yeah, yeah it looks it, it it looks bad, and Not everyone's fun. like, oh. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, you look like a freaking, um, yeah, I'm a loser who was trying to do that. <laughs> I very quickly stopped wearing it. <laughs> uh, anyway, it, Morpheus is like, oh, what's up, man? He's holding, also, I did that too with my arms. Like, Morpheus, like, crosses his arms behind his back. You better freaking believe I did that too. <laughs> Standing around. Freaking loser, dude. <laughs> I was a, whatever a weeb is for this movie, I was a freaking loser, dude. I, honestly, I think it's just weeb. Cause this I movie was going to say, I think it's just weeb, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This movie is actually like a, a anime live action 
adaption. It, it really is. is in terms of like the this world. It's considered cyberpunk, which it wasn't until I just looked at the wiki today that I was like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, cyberpunk. Sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, so Morpheus is just being cool. And he's uh, this is one of the most iconic parts of the movie where we're introduced to the whole red pill, blue pill thing where Morpheus is like, uh, what? is real what is choice do you believe in fate and neo's like uh no i i don't like being told that i like i don't like the idea of like not being in control of my uh my destiny and morpheus is like bro same uh <laughs> here's a here, if you want choice here's your choice two pills red pill blue pill and i absolutely adore this the the way this is shot where on morpheus and that's a huge thing in this movie is a lot of like reflections and stuff is uh is is like a is a theme in this movie and there's actually another thing too i meant to mention uh, the guy the the guy who scored the movie said uh, mirrors and reflections were a huge inspiration for the sound of this movie hmm. uh but in like the reflections of morpheus's glasses you see a red pill one hand bl- uh, blue pill on the other hand it just looks it doesn't make sense like in terms of like how glasses <laughs> and reflections work but dang it if that doesn't look cool where he's like take the red pill and uh you know you'll learn the truth take the blue pill and you basically go wake back up and you're still in the matrix to which man that's gotta suck as the wachowskis to have that what they made this cool freaking plot like this cool moment just be ruined by a bunch of alt-right douchebags i was (laughs) i was gonna say because like the whole red pill thing i didn't know where that was from (laughs) before like i eventually looked like i eventually looked it up and found out from the matrix but like this Mm -hmm. was my first time like actually understanding it based off of like in context yeah like oh okay so this is what it's from all i knew is that a bunch of uh someone would say oh i've been red pilled and then complain about how they can't get women (laughs) so (laughs) yeah that's about right that's gotta suck they're like they had this they had this really cool idea and a bunch of douchebags ruined it they're like (laughs) but uh, hey you know the reason why i can't get women it's because the world is unfair it's definitely not me it's, it's definitely not matrix. me it's I everyone else like red pill and women yeah. don't like me i think it, i just i remember when they when it came out that like the um the directors were like oh yeah this was a you know this was a um a metaphor for being trans and i was just like this is hilarious because everyone who's ever used the red pill <laughs> absolutely is going to be mm-hmm. so pissed that yeah, they've they been like oh yeah i've been using this terminology that's like this super trans uh trans <laughs> yeah. acceptance uh, acceptance movie i just thought that was hilarious oh you were you were not wrong at all uh neo quickly like leans for the red pill morpheus is like eh, maybe take a second to think about it and neo's like nah i'm going for the red pill which i'm gonna be completely honest you better believe i'm so- first of all i'm not taking a pill i'm like well where'd you get you were just like pocketing these like gel pills and you're like and now you're holding them in your palm like i don't you know i'm not taking a, i'm not taking a pill from you like strange person although i will say the blue pill looked delicious it looked and the like opposite i'll take both of them yeah. <laughs> yeah blueberry edge hey bro <laughs> let's make purple baby just throw it back and then like you get split in half or like whatever you melt <laughs> he takes the red pill and then morphe's like all right cool got you now uh <laughs> The, they go into like the next room where we're introduced to our cast and we're like oh like this that red pill you took was a trace program uh, which will make sense once you realize exactly what's going on like we gotta find you and Neo's like okay I don't really know what that means so he sits in the chair and uh, he starts tripping balls where he looks at like a mirror and like, the mirror heals itself kind of this is imagery that is definitely played off in the uh, the new Matrix trailer uh, 
for of sure. the scene where Neo looks in the in the mirror. So he looks in the mirror and then like he starts tripping balls and like the mirror like covers him. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm fine with the effects here. I mean, it's 1999. I, I'm frankly still impressed that it looks as good as it does, considering like mo- other movies that came out around that time looked worse in terms of CGI. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Uh mirror effect and yeah well i love here the scream effect that they do because like neo is like just oh it's cold it's cold I'm, I'm, I'm he's seizing up and like everyone's like i i we can't find him and he's dying so uh the camera goes into like neo's mouth and he screams and then it turns into like a like a digital kind of cur- like gurgle sound it just it sounds freaking dope for and sure it's a perfect transition into like the whole reality and uh, fake reality where neo wakes up we got ourselves some gooey neo where he's in this gross little pod thing and this to this day ruins me because i don't know if i've ever talked about it on the podcast i have that thing where holes in your body make me genuinely want to throw up <laughs> i forgot what that's called but it's you better believe this triggers it 100 percent. we're like neo yeah. has these he's bald and gooey and there's holes and cords and stuff running all through him it's really really gross uh he looks around he sees like fields and fields of other of these pods where machine comes up he's like oh i think you're dead and it flushes him down the little toilet and uh, into the water and we have like the ship comes from above and what i have here is like oh this reminds me of toy story with the claw because like a claw comes down <laughs> scoops up neo goes in uh and what i like here is like this is we get uh or we get our first glimpse really of like what quote reality is in this world where we see all the actors looks like without makeup and then we see like morpheus who doesn't look as cool not wearing leather and stuff talking about like welcome to the real world and then fade to black i will say the imagery of all this is incredible like whoever the freaking person that, that made all the that up was fucking insane yeah because it, it very much seems like rebirth in this where he's like literally in like an embryo sack yeah and he gets goes and like is birthed out he's naked and this you know this and the other thing and that's uh it's such a unique vision Mm-hmm. for this like make up what you think a, a fields of human batteries that are linked into a video game would look like <laughs> like yeah, this is sure. incredible it says how do you come up with what this is supposed to look like it's really really cool uh neo is being brought back to life basically it's explained like neo you know this is real life and you never used your body before you're atrophied so they start bringing him back and they do a bunch of acu- uh, acupuncture which a uh, cool little thing to know is that they it was all fake except for the needles that were in his face those were 100 real that they, they had actually, an actual acu they had an acupuncture art oh like gosh. person come in and it's only like maybe two or three but they are needles in the actor's face and uh they start yanking all the nasty stuff out of his hole except for the one like in his uh like his arm and his back in the back of his head uh, enough time has passed for his eyebrows to go back, which I looked up online. It takes three to four months for your eyebrows to start to grow back. <laughs> so it just, it gives an idea that time has passed, but I was just always curious. Mike, I wonder how long it took Jared Leto to get his eyebrows back after he did his incredible performance in Suicide Squad. Release the, uh, <laughs> the, the, whatever. The air cut. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that crap was. Uh, the year and Morpheus gives an exhibition dump of like what go, is going on in reality. He's like, you think it's 1999? It's, <clears throat> I'm sorry. It's not. It's 2199. We are above the Nebuchadnezzar, which here's a fun game between the two of you. Who thinks you can spell Nebuchadnezzar? Oh, Jesus. Because <laughs> I phonetically spelt it in my notes because I could not spell Nebuchadnezzar. No clue. I'm, I'm not even going to fucking try, dude. It is spelled N-E-B-E-K-E-N-E-Z-R. There's a copious amounts of E's in Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> but yeah, I digress. And I hear he one. Explained- <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. 
Uh, what do I have here? Uh, we're introduced to the crew here. We got APOC, we got Switch, we got Cypher, we got Tank, we got Dozer, and we got Little Mouse, which made me think, like, these are names back in what the 90s was. You realize if this was made today, sure. we'd have, here's Cold Ramen, and here's Jim Pansy, and Heath Gonzo, <laughs> and here's 420 Blaze It 69. <laughs> like, the, the Avatar names would not be as cool. Uh... And uh, he's like, all right, well, uh, we're going to explain, sorry, we're going to explain what the Matrix is like. So uh, buckle up. And they shoot him up. They put, they jack him in, which is the term. And it sounds a little funny, but like they put him in the chair and they shove a little needle thing in the back of his head, which that has to hurt. They they can't feel good. Uh, And then he wakes up in this, the whitest room in the world, which I still love how this looks. I watched this in, uh, in 4k. I have like the physical discs of it and uh, it just, it looks freaking incredible. I know this is technically on 4k, whatever on like HBO and I think it's like permanently on HBO Mm -hmm. because it's Warner brothers, but this looks really, really cool. And something I I like to keep track of now, like once you watch the same movie enough times, you play games with yourself of, I'm going to focus on this, this time Mm -hmm. when I watch this with this scene, my, my game this time was I'm going to watch Morpheus's glasses because they switch a lot or or at least a couple times in that scene (laughs) between like glossy reflective and super matte don't reflect anything. Uh, a few times in their scene. But basically we get, this is probably one of the most critical parts of the movie. Morpheus like, this is the construct. We can load anything in here. Like, you know, clothes, uh, you know, weapons, looks at the camera, guns, wink, wink for later. Uh, and there's like a TV there and uh, he's like, all right, Neo, you want to know what the matrix is? Here we go. I'm going to ease you into it real soft. All right. This is going to kind of fry your brain a little bit. So this is baby steps reality is a fake humanity has taken over the world and we are human batteries that are grown in fields so that we can power the machines and then when we die we're fed to other humans you good neo freaks out as he should that's i can't get over because like when they uh, neo's like get me out of here get me freaking crap out of here and uh he they wake up and they're like, Neo, relax, calm down. And he's like, you just like did the most horrifying. You could have eased this into me over the course of a few trips to the construct. Instead, Morpheus is like, let's just sometimes to learn how to swim. You he's gotta the get one. thrown in the he pool, can take you know? it. He's the one. Yeah. <laughs> if you are the savior of humanity, you need to know. You got to get caught up to speed. You're a human battery, my dude, where he pulls out a prop Duracell. <laughs> like this. This is you. Yeah. This is you, Neo. Hi, say hi, Neo. Hi, I'm a, this is what humanity is. Everything you've ever known is a lie. Yeah, that's, I, I joke, but that's the reveal here where human, be, the machine at some point, which I'm not going to go into the animatrix or the matrix comics where they actually do dive into it in detail. Uh, we have created artificial intelligence and at some point the machines revolted and they kicked our butts and they took over and they now use humans to grow, which I have this written down. I always think it's dangerous whenever they use real numbers, like hard numbers when they're explaining sci-fi plot where they say that the human body is able to generate 120 volts of electricity to which I'm like, that seems like not a ton to like power, you know, giant machines 120 volts so that's basically i looked up that's basically like a little portable generator you can use like jump a car uh and uh he's like hit an 100 uh, two point or twenty five thousand btus of body heat which means nothing to me i don't know what that means <laughs> combined with a form of fusion which i feel like okay you're kind of bearing the lead there <laughs> the fusion <laughs> is kind of the important part in terms of this whole human harvesting thing uh, but basically he's explained like, you know, that's what the matrix is, is that uh, they have all of humanity. We're batteries. We're in these little pods and we're hooked up to 
a fake world, an artificial world that people think is reality when in real life we're batteries. That's what the Matrix is. That's the reveal, everyone. Uh, freaks out and uh, says, oh, he's going to pop. <laughs> and he, he vomits, respectably, because his entire world is flipped inside out. Uh, cut to, he's like waking up and Neo goes like, I can't go back, can I? To which he should have been crying. Like, he should have been sobbing at this part. Yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> so my mom's not real. Nope, Neo, she's not real either. What about the time? I Nope, none of that was real. <laughs> uh, he's like, uh, Morpheus is like, if you could go back, would you? To which I'd have been like, yes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Plug me back into the video game. I don't want to live like this. Uh, but they also say like, you know, sorry, because at a certain age, you know, we have a, a, a rule where like at a certain age, we don't unplug people because the mind can't handle it. Uh, clearly. <laughs> like, yes, he's like, should I like, point it to Neo? Uh, which is kind of, they, they never talk about it, like what the age is supposed to be. But like, that's, that's some heavy stuff to do. And I'd love for them to actually dive into that a little bit. But he explains in us a little bit of dialogue. He's like, uh, when the Matrix was first built, there was a man built inside of it. And basically the, uh, he, uh, he, he freed the first people, explained to them that the Matrix is fake, and that's that's how humanity, quote, was freed during the this uh, the whole Zion part. And he's like, uh, he died, and then the prophecy foretold that he was going to come back where he can change the world as he sees fit. And if I was Neo, I'd been like, bro, you woke me up because of like a prophecy Freaking. thing about <laughs> reincarnation of a savior? put me back in please do you have any of those blue pills hanging around uh so uh we're neo wakes up the next day whatever and then we're introduced to tank which something funny to talk about is the actor of tank in reality is a psychopath who hasn't the guy who plays tank yeah the, the operator right is sincerely crazy where they did not ask him to come back in the matrix 2 despite surviving this movie spoilers uh, and he showed up anyway to this uh, the second movie's <laughs> premiere <laughs> to which security had to escort him out. And he's gone on. To, he's still to this day releasing, I say air quotes, documentaries because, you know, anyone can on their cell phone call it a documentary. Uh, documentaries about how he got screwed over in the Matrix and he harasses the Wachowskis. He purposefully misgenders them. He does. He's a psychopath person. <laughs> Really? In reality, after this movie, it's really crazy. If you want a good like, tr- like r slash trashy, just look up the actor that played Tank because that's it's a roller coaster, dude. Uh, the point is, is like, yep. Yeah, so uh, Neo goes, well, you, you don't have disgusting holes all over your body, and uh, he goes, like, yep, yeah, I was born and raised the old fashioned way. To which it have been like, so doesn't that kind of suck that you can't go and like live in the Matrix and like do a bunch of cool superhero stuff? And he's, he's like, no, I like not having holes in my body. I like being the guy in the chair. That's way more fun than being Spider-Man. But he's like, yeah, so uh, you ready to go learn some tutorial stuff and do some training? And Neo's like, all right, sure. And he's like, all right, well, we're going to forego all the, which I would love that option in video games. If you could skip all the basic freaking tutorial stuff, press forward to walk forward, look up to look up. Instead, he's like, let's just go do the fun stuff. And uh, we get the wonderful line from Keanu, jujitsu, I'm going to learn jujitsu. To which, like, he uploads the program into him, and all of a sudden, like a second, he learns jujitsu, and he's like, "Hey, Mikey, I think he likes it. You want some more?" He goes, "Oh, hell yeah!" <laughs> Cuts him learning a bunch of more stuff, and we get one of the. This movie is chocked full of lines that I want on my tombstone. Where Morpheus shows up, and he looks at Neo. And Neo goes, "I know kung fu." <laughs> Dude, that's, a, that's an awful line. The Deli- delivery, yeah, I love it. The worst. I love it so much. <laughs> And we get the only better way to respond to that where Morpheus goes, show me. 
cut to a freaking dojo. <laughs> oh man, where Morpheus is like, you know, try a training program. Uh, fight me. And the something that's really cool too, they give you a little bit of like a, a again, a lot that's something I really like about this movie is that this movie moves at a freaking clip and it's building an entire crazy world. And it's having to explain to you a lot of the rules and stuff of this world, but they're doing it in a way that you don't realize you're being fed this information to where Morpheus goes like in, you know, just like any computer program, there are rules you can break rules. You can bend. Think about that in terms of like what you can do in the matrix. Mm -hmm. So uh, they have a little, they have a, I say little, they have a freaking awesome fight scene where I, I like it. It's choppy. There's, you know, cuts, this, this, and that, but it fits the style. And what's I love about this, it's the actors. Yes, I'm sure like a lot of the stuff, like some of the crazier stuff you got some people, but that's uh, Lawrence Fishburne throwing a kick at Keanu Reeves a lot of the time. And that's just super dope. You don't see that a lot now, especially nowadays, you know, especially like a legit choreograph. The actors went through six months of training for this movie if, for martial arts. It's hmm. a long freaking time. Uh, I will say the cool one thing that annoyed me is that the sound design here. I'm not a huge fan of like the, the whooshing sounds of punches and stuff. Yeah. That kind of is pretty annoying. Yeah, I think that, that was definitely a style choice. And again, this is real life anime. They're right, not exactly. going for reality. So yeah. that's, yeah, it, it, it does look a little aged, but the, we get a lot of homages in this scene where we literally get like Keanu doing the whole like Bruce Lee nose itch yep. thing. And we got a bunch of cool stuff there and they fight. I had the music is dope in this scene. And uh, what do I have? Oh, we have, I love this scene. Like a, while that's going on in the training thing, we have mouse like running into like a little like breakfast or like lunch room, whatever. He's like, Morpheus, Morpheus fighting Neo. And they all like jump over the table to see <laughs> what's going on there. So that they're watching it. And like the, they, again, I have here on my notes. These are freaking real actors where we had Keanu Reeves and stuff like throwing punches. And that's, that's what I like. Like the guys who did John Wick said that they, they, they worked on the matrix. They were uh, the stunt team on the matrix movies. Hmm. And they explained like their, they went through what they called the Wachowski uh, form of like school of film school type of training where do it, train them and do it. And that's what the John wick is what it is. Cause they're like, well, all right, well we're going to, we want a cool action hero who could shoot guns. We're going to send Keanu Reeves to an actual gun range and get trained on how to do it because it looks better if your actor is actually doing it. So that's going on. Uh, more the, the again, this is like explaining more of the world when Morpheus is like, you know, I'm faster than you. Why? And he's like, uh, I don't know, because you're really, really good. He's like, no. He's like, do you think me being in this world, in this video game, does my strength and muscles have anything to do with how fast and strong I am? And he's like, you think that's air you're breathing? Which is really cool because like Morpheus is not sweating or breathing heavy at all, despite Keanu Reeves doing both. And then at right. that point too, he stops breathing heavy, which is really cool. Uh, the camera fall, what I have. Oh, no, no, no. So like uh, they they fight more and then Keanu like starts unlocking more abilities where he starts doing like running up wall, crazy stuff and like doing crazy fast punches. And he actually beats Morpheus to a, uh, to a standstill. And he's like, all right, cool. Uh, level complete onto the next tutorial where they <laughs> they load the jump program, which, uh, which I really, really like the way the camera does this. Cause like the camera's like level with their feet. You're falling towards the building. And then once they hit the building, the camera shoots back up. It just looks really, really cool. It's pretty dope for sure. And uh, Morpheus is like, all right, Neo, you want to see some stuff? And he's like, yeah, sure. So Morpheus like jumps across the uh, like the building and like lands on another building. And we have the iconic line from Keanu Reeves. Whoa. <laughs> Which if you don't think Keanu Reeves is a good actor, I encourage you to watch that scene back. <laughs> uh, but I have here too. Right after that line, he goes, okie dokie. <laughs> 
where uh, everyone's like, all right, so what if he makes his first jump? And it's like, nobody makes their first freaking jump. Keanu jumps and he instantly falls. And uh, apparently they said they modeled this after like a Wile E. Coyote cartoon where uh, Neo hits the pavement, bounces up, lands on the pavement again, uh, wakes up. And everyone's like, oh, he didn't make the jump. What does that mean? He's like, no one makes their first jump. Uh, He wakes up and uh, again. This everything is leading into teaching us more about these rules because Neo's like kind of busted up and he's like, I thought you said it's not real. He's like, the mind makes it real. He's like, if you die in the matrix, you die in real life because without the without your mind, your body is nothing, which is if I was Neo been like, dude, that is very, very important. You lead <laughs> with that, man. <laughs> And, and then Morpheus and I'm like, that's kind of why we don't tell you before you jump. Otherwise, no one. Ju- we tried that. And no one wanted to jump off the building. But <laughs> uh, I have here uh, Trinity brings Neo some dinner and then they have like a little like uh, whatever moment. Not incredibly important. And then she leaves. Cypher is creeping on Trinity and he's like, oh, uh, you think he's the one? And she's like, maybe. He's like, How come Morpheus isn't taking her to see the Oracle? And Trinity's like, how about you stop being weird and creepy? Uh, guy who's in a lot of movies and always plays like a really fishy type person. Remember him <laughs> in uh, Memento? He played a bad guy in that kind yep. of. Uh, I also think I also I don't know why I always I one of my guilty pleasure movies is Daredevil, the uh, the Ben Affleck one, and he plays. I've never seen it. Man. <laughs> oh, thank you are so lucky, dude. <laughs> dude, I am feeding you I movies that, that you need to cover. Catwoman. You have like uh, four good movies, yeah, that you guys need to see on on your yeah. show for sure. Eh, maybe skip Catwoman. I don't know if that would count for <laughs> refund because there was no hype for Catwoman. Daredevil <laughs> was freaking hype for. Uh, and it just became a giant Evanescence music video. I digress. Uh, Neo and Morpheus are, <coughs> oh, sorry, Neo and Morpheus are just walking and they're like down a busy street, which is again my nightmare because I hate bumping into people. Uh, the way they shot the scene, actually, <coughs> sorry, I'm coughing so much, everybody. I'm fighting a really bad chest infection. <sighs> okay, uh, the way they shot the scene is they actually had a bunch of real-life twins who were, like, walking in that scene. So that's why you get the sense of them, like, walking by a bunch of people who are similar because they literally have twins there. And the whole point of this is, like, Morpheus is uh, explaining, he's like, the world around you, anyone can be an agent. You know, if you're lo- if you're in the system self, you're not unplugged, the agents who are, like, basically they're very aggressive uh, programs they are able to take over your body and, and or take over your mind in this and so if you're not one of us and he was like oh i'm checking out this freaking chick morphe's like then you're with them and he looks back at the chick in the red dress and all of a sudden it's agent smith uh that's a big thing to reveal and then again while this movie is moving at a clip they just explain something that's really big too because this is how our bad guys move all of a sudden we're introduced to sentinels as well where they're like uh we got uh, some squiddies coming in and they get out of the uh, the matrix thing the the training thing and they explain what sentinels are like this is non-stop explaining what this world is where they're like uh they're they're programs designed to kill humans uh we have no way of fighting them except for emps and then they're like so basically we have to like down our ship and kill all of our electricity but we'll at least kill this machine within a radius uh what i have here oh i'm sorry i skipped how, how dare i i skipped the line back in the training thing where uh Morpheus explains like, yeah, like they are, you know, agents, uh, we've never be- beaten agent. Every time we fight an agent, we run, uh, we've people tried shooting them, hit nothing but air. They could punch through concrete, uh, but, but they are a program still built like a program, meaning that they're bound by rules. Uh, the, I guess the one, basically you're able to break those rules and Neil's like, what are you saying? I could dodge bullets. And Morpheus <laughs> goes, I'm saying when the time comes, you won't have to, which God dang it, that's freaking hype. That's so freaking dope. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, the Sentinel, and then the Sentinel goes away, and like, oh, yay, we're, we're, we're safe. Fade to black. 
Neo sneaks up on Cypher, who's doing some shenanigans on the with the whole computer thing. And uh, once again, looking with hindsight, it's because he's setting up the little program thing to get him in and in and out of the Matrix, because that's one of the like cinema sins bullcrap of like how did Cypher get into the Matrix if he wasn't able to like get jacked out or whatever. That's what he's setting up here. Pay maybe people paid attention <laughs> to the movies and said, I don't know, I digress. Uh, I get defensive when I think of the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Uh, he's talking, Neo is talking to Cypher and Cypher's the realest person in the world where he's just like, Hey, don't you wish you would have stayed in the, in the matrix and taken the blue pill <laughs> to which Neo's just being that douchebag guy who doesn't want to have any confrontation. And he's just quiet and doesn't want to like have any kind of like, well, I disagree with you, Cypher. He's just like, huh? Interesting take <laughs> like to put Cypher crapping all over all this stuff. Uh, and then what I like here, this is like another great transition where he's like, if you ever see an agent, you do what we do, you run. Cut to Cypher having dinner with an agent, which I think is just, it's super cool because it it's, it's cool. our reveal of that's our informant. That's our traitor in this group with uh, with Smith. And uh, God dang it, that steak didn't look delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, seen that too. And, I, was, I, was, I was watching and I was just like, I haven't had steak in probably over um, two months. I can you really have want one now. I can't. Is that one of the... Oh, I just that, have there you, you go. know been you know recovering and so it wasn't like my family was like hey let's let's eat steak now so we're actually having steak tomorrow night because of the matrix so <laughs> nice. oh there you go beautiful <laughs> it's got to be juicy and delicious as Better said be. by cypher <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh i literally have here my notes steaks look steak looks damn good <laughs> and I, at this point i got hungry and i went and made myself a sandwich i paused the movie <laughs> there you go uh, Cypher makes a deal with uh, with Smith, but basically Smith is like, or Cypher is like, and I love this. He's like, you know, I want to get back into the Matrix, wipe my memory. I want to be rich, someone important, you know, like an actor, you know. <laughs> uh, I want to do, I want to live like everyone's dream, and I want to be a background actor in an episode of The Mandalorian or something. Who knows? That's the dream. <laughs> Am I wrong? Cypher. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Smith is like, yeah, you know, sure, we'll do whatever you want, all that stuff, sure. Uh, you just got to give us the code to the Zion mainframe. And I might have forgotten to mention at some point Zion's explained that's the last city in the world of humanity, and that's like where they hunker down and they're trying to rebuild. Uh, that's it. And so Smith is like, give us the, Z- the code to Zion, and we'll give you all that crap. And Cypher's like, I don't have that code, only the captains have that code, I'll get you Morpheus. Uh, cut to the group's eating, and we have, I love these scenes in movies, I feel like these scenes are so important, where you just have the group hanging out and talking because it's it when again this movie's moving at such a clip where every single scene is fairly critical in terms of like it's explaining different parts of like the rules of this world right right it's just them eating and uh i love this bit from from mouse aka did you guys know the other movie that this guy's in he's a tiny part in uh the clone wars where he's the guy selling death sticks to obi-wan kenobi i, I didn't know no I Everybody love it. That's that. the, you want to buy some death sticks? That's mouse from the <laughs> matrix. <laughs> I, I will say I actually really like his monologue here a lot. We're talking yeah, about the chicken. Whole, he's like, think about chicken. Why does everything taste like chicken? Because they couldn't think of what chicken tastes like. And I was like, that's, that's one thing I wish because this happens one more time in this movie. I wish they'd leaned into that more with the matrix of like, 
the things in humanity that we question we're like what if that's right. because of the matrix where everyone's had that thought of like my for me personally it's like what if the colors i see are not the same colors that you see like because the way right, our cones right. are or whatever like we all know like oh that's red but what i see is red is what is green to you or something like it's that type of crap when like they kind of touch on with this he's like what if tasty wheat doesn't taste like tasty wheat or whatever that kind of crap but uh, i love this bit because then he goes uh, so i heard you did the uh the chicken the red dress you know program and Neo's like, uh-huh. He's like, yeah. Uh, what'd you think of her? To which everyone's like, oh, here we go. Digital pimp. <laughs> and what's critical is his dialogue after that says, don't listen to these hypocrites. Which tells me they've Every all single banged one of the them. chick in the red dress. <laughs> Every one of them banged that chick in the red dress. <laughs> Even Trinity. <laughs> to which I'd have been like, hey, if you have this like in Star Trek, they have like what's called a holodeck where they're able to like create fake worlds. Like if sure. you can like literally create anything you want, which apparently you can do in the, in this world, you can make programs and then do it. He's like to deny what is a uh, human or whatever to deny our impulses is to deny what makes us human. To which if I were Neo, I'd have been like, how much time do we have before our next training thing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced. <laughs> Uh, they're interrupted by Morpheus though, who's like, "All right, we're taking her to see the Oracle. We're taking Neo to go see the Oracle." Uh, cut to I have the what I have here is uh, I love this part where it's the first time the group has gone back into the Matrix, and it's Neo's first time being back in the Matrix since everything's been going down. We have this cool scene where like the music is freaking dope, and the camera's doing this 360 rotation around a, a like a phone, a landline phone, and while it's also cutting in back and forth, it's juxtapositioning the shots of them in the chairs with them in the Matrix with the cool leather and crap. It just looks really, really cool. Uh, they're in and then we get the cool line of like Morpheus picks up the phone we're in uh, as they walk out <coughs> sorry as they walk out Cypher ditches his cell phone as that's alerting the agents that they're there and they're driving to the to the Oracle which dude at this point this is the halfway point in the movie this is an hour and like eight minutes into the movie or, I'm sorry 108 minutes into the movie which is crazy to think about yeah uh, shit yeah. happened already at this point yeah like a lot has happened but also not a lot has happened like all of yeah, this yeah. like there's been a lot that's happened but it's all just like explaining what the world like rules of this world is we have not really progressed the plot per se in this really at all that's a good point uh, because like the, the, the grand plot the huge plot the world is huge but the actual plot of what happens is what happens small. in this movie is like hey neo you're the you're the one and really of the first matrix movie you're the one morpheus gets captured save morpheus the end mm-hmm uh, they go to the, uh, the Oracle and I'll skip all that stuff. They have some fun little dialogue of like, oh, yeah, like I used to eat noodles there. And then that's fun. Uh, the Oracle is uh, they say the Oracle is very, very old. And uh, with Neomorphous, like uh, I was told that I would find the one and something that's uh, really, really cool, too. Again, this a lot of reflections in this movie and they didn't have the technology today to digitally erase cameras. They had to do it old school where they had to hide the cameras. If you look back at that scene, it's a close-up shot of Morpheus grabbing the doorknob, or Neo, I'm sorry, grabbing the doorknob uh, of the Oracle's place. The camera is literally like part of, I think, Morpheus's coat. You can see the lens like in his jacket where it's literally, they had a coat in front of the jack of the camera. Oh, it's really cool practical stuff to hide the camera. But they go to the Oracle and uh, Neo's like, so she does, she knows everything. And he's like, yeah, she's a, she was there since the beginning. She's been helping us. She's a guide. Neo goes there and they're like, oh, we've been expecting you. And then we're introduced to what's called the other potentials, which uh, within the fans who like research, like dive into like the fake stuff and like fan theories of like the matrix. These are the other potential ones because they're a bunch of children yeah. who have been unplugged already who were able to do some incredible stuff and we get i gather another iconic line that i feel like society has forgotten 
and it's time to bring it back. Uh, we have this little bald monk kid who's like just bending a bunch of spoons, and Neo uh, Neo's like sits down. And the kid's like, "Do not try and bend the spoon." <laughs> Which uh, fun little trivia. This kid apparently made it to the very very final bit of the casting process and lost to Daniel Radcliffe to play Harry Potter back in the day. Oh shit! Oh, interesting. Yeah, so, something kind of cool to know, but uh. He's like, yeah, don't bend the spoon. That's impossible. Neil's like, all right, well, then how do I bend it? He's like, you have to realize the truth. He's like, which is, there is no spoon. <laughs> which I miss immediately. <laughs> the reason I say it like a cartoon is because, again, Watch the Matrix has you on Newgrounds. I'm, it's so freaking great. <laughs> uh, anyway, Neo starts bending the spoon. And then there's, all right, hey, go see the Oracle. So Neo meets the Oracle, who's a sweet old grandma, who, uh, unfortunately, and this is IRL, she, uh, she, was in this movie, the next movie, but she passed away before part three. So they had to recast her, which I've actually really appreciate the way they address it in that movie. But we'll get there when we talk, uh, the third movie with, uh, <coughs> sorry, with Ryan, my, my throat is closing up on me. Neo meets the Oracle and she's like, Hey, uh, don't worry about that vase. And Neo's like, what vase knocks over a vase. She's like, ah, party trick. Uh, I'm the Oracle. <laughs> and he's like, all right, cool. And she's like, all right. So, uh, basically I'm going to, uh, speed through this part she's like uh, being the one is like being in love no one can tell you that you're the one so she goes up and when it's really cool here this is extremely tactful and you have to watch it with this lens she like does the whole like oh mm, i'm looking at your eyes and ears it's all bull crap and she's like now's the part where i tell you and then neo chooses to say what he says right and he's like i'm not the one she goes sorry you know maybe in your next life wink wink at the camera <laughs> but what's important here is that she never says he's not the one neo right. says he's not the one which is it's one of those really cool things to, to look to look at and she's like, yeah maybe in your next life and then that's when she's like uh by the way uh in a couple scenes morbius is gonna die and neo's like what he's like yeah he's gonna die or you're gonna die you have to make a choice she's like god dang it and uh, i have here in my notes there's a cookies joke somewhere of like computers and cookies write your own cookies joke that's there it's easy <laughs> uh i have one of my this is my like one of my favorite scenes in the movie where morpheus puts on his glasses it's just a really short like he's not wearing the glasses what? single-handedly put them on is so hard if you have the glasses <laughs> i have to like hold each frame in your hand pull them apart then put them on my face he does it with one hand it looks dope uh neo's like hey morpheus uh she told me something super relevant to you and morpheus is like what was she said was for you and you only don't tell me and he's like but doc i gotta tell you about the future and he's like don't tell me all right this is, and that will ruin the the third act of this movie uh they drive back to the 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 place where they had like the hardline phone and then as they're going into the building we get again the the other part that i think is incredible of like the matrix where neo sees a cat and he walks a little bit further and the cat, he sees the exact same cat doing the exact same thing again. And he goes, oh, deja vu, to which everybody immediately craps their pants about. Uh, and again, I, th I think this is incredible. And I would have appreciated more moments like this where they're like, that's what deja vu is, everybody. If the agents or whatever change something too significantly, it's a glitch because they change something. And so that's why you experience deja vu. I think that's freaking cool. It is dope as shit. Yeah. Mm. A really cool concept uh, for sure. Yeah. Upon research, uh, for me personally, every time I experienced deja vu and I found out it's because I didn't get enough sleep. It happens to me every time I'm tired. If you ever experienced deja, deja vu, ask yourself, am I actually just super freaking tired right now? Because some people are hmm. calling it that. It's like your brain misfiring yeah, during yeah. that time. And that's why you say you're experiencing it again. But I digress. Uh, 
Mouse is there and he's like, oh no, they like bricked off the building. That's what they changed. It's like they bricked off the building, which is freaking cool. And then Mouse brings, busts out the biggest guns I've ever seen in my life and then immediately gets lit up. He doesn't fire a single shot in their direction. He's like aiming towards the sky and can, can we not get him to kill at least one cop? For sure, yeah. I'm sorry, like one agent. Just shoot the agent once. He gets lit up and that's the exit of Mouse. That's his contribution to the movie. Uh, Morpheus is like, Hey, give me the blueprints for this building. We got to get out of here. And so they go behind a wet wall and they start crawling down a bunch of agents arrive. And, uh, as they're in the wall crawling around, uh, Cypher coughs and sneezes, which catches their attention. Uh, an agent Smith breaks through, grabs Neo and Morpheus freaking, I love this bit. He like charges up a punch and then busts <laughs> through the wall and starts fighting, uh, S- Smith. And then like, get everybody out of here. So they all get out of there. Uh, uh, other stuff happens, but I'll stick on this scene for a minute. Smith starts fighting Morpheus, which is freaking dope. Where uh, Morpheus like goes, oh, so he goes like, "Oh, so you're the great Morpheus?" And Smith or uh, Morpheus like, "And who are you?" And I love the way he says, uh, "I'm a Smith." Is the way he answers it. Uh, Agent Smith, which is freaking dope. And then he just gets freaking Morpheus just gets bodied by freaking Smith, <laughs> which is again that's really cool. It's establishing a lot of stuff because it's you know every time that you know. Anytime the Smith misses a punch, it's because he's like, hitting the wall. Like the wall like, caves in, right? He, like breaks a bunch of crap. And then uh, I wrote, um, I'm not gonna say it. And there's about three lines here that I crossed out of like after Smith beats Morpheus, he's like, all right, take him down. Like twelve cops come into the room and start beating the crap out of Morpheus. <laughs> to which I'm like, eh, it seems about hey. right. Hey. <laughs> Like if it was Keanu, it probably would just been Glenn. <laughs> yeah, right. Just like, one. Him, like, yeah. He's like, all right. Would you please come down to the station with us, please? <laughs> uh, yeah. Take him. This, this, and that. And then uh, Cipher calls. Says, hey, give me an exit. Somebody up there likes me. And he's like, all right, cool, sure. I'll get you out of here, Cipher. Uh, so Tank tells Cipher to go to the hard line because uh, something I don't know if I mentioned before. They, I don't know if they explained. They don't explain too well. And I feel like of all the things that they're explaining, they should have kind of explained a little bit more of. Uh, when you're jacked into the matrix, get the little spike thing in your head, you're part of the matrix and you have to go to the hard line uh, to get back out of the matrix like the proper way. The way I ex- have it explained to me and stuff is like, think of like a video game. You have to go to like a proper save point. Otherwise, like it's like yanking out your memory card. It'll like corrupt your memory card. That's the way that the matrix okay. kind of works, which I'm like, okay, I accept Makes that sense. 100%. That's, that that's, way. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> that's important for this very scene. So, uh, Trinity calls and she's like, hey, me and my Neo made it out. And uh, I think everyone else did like, uh, get us out of there. And he's like, yeah, go to this place. Cypher made it. She's like, all right, cool. That's fine. I think Cypher gives me the creeps. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I feel about him either. <laughs> Cypher shows, uh, gets like woken up in the real world and he immediately kills Tank and Dozer. And uh, he, Trinity calls and uh, he, Cypher picks up and he's like, hey, I'm the bad guy. And he's like, it was me, Dio, all along, uh, the whole, <laughs> the whole time. And, uh, Trinity's like, oh no. And he's like, yeah, it's actually a really cool scene where Cypher's explaining. He's like, you know, I'm sick of all this crap. Uh, I want to go back into the Matrix. And she's like, the Matrix isn't real. He's like, is it? Because it can also super be real. You thought it was real yourself. And he's like, you know, Morpheus tricked us. Uh, you know, if you would have told us, and which is fair, he's like, if you would have told us what the real world is, why we wouldn't have chosen the red pill. And, uh, which as it's watching this again, I'm like, Cypher kind of has all the points in the world, frankly. Yeah, man, uh, he's I like, definitely no. understand his point for sure. He's like, I want to live. I don't want to live like this. Like, the, what's the point of living if I have to live in a cold ship eating freaking goop? 
like that's it's like a, and listening to Morpheus as like a soldier like this is freedom I have to do what I'm told still so how is this any better than what the Matrix was the Matrix I at least get to eat steak and stuff so I was like mm-hmm. alright well fair point but uh, as it's happening Cypher's like if you got anything to say to APOC you know I'm gonna do it now and that's free this is such a like a terrifying scene where he starts yanking the plugs out of people and they're dying left and right and that leads to again a line that I still say to this day and uh, it was on this rewatch and I'm like oh yeah that is like why or where I got it from where uh, they know what's happening and the switch is like not like this <laughs> not like this <laughs> and then she just slumps over which is freaking savage uh but then, like, uh, this has been peppered in throughout the movie. I didn't mention it, though. But the whole point, like, is uh, the <clears throat> uh, Cypher keeps af- asking Trinity, like, so, do you? Is it true? And Trinity's been like, I don't know. And we're not sure what that's supposed to allude to yet. But uh, it's revealed here, you know, through dialogues. Like, uh, look into his beautiful eyes. Tell me yes or no. And then I love, the like, the tempo of this bit because it goes, like, say yes or no. Trinity goes, yes. And then immediately goes, No. And he's I don't believe it because he did not kill Tank. Tank is alive, everybody. And then he goes and he like, it doesn't matter what you think. You're still going to burn. And he freaking kills <laughs> Cypher with uh, questionable CGI of like uh, burning him with Real whatever, like the little arc gun thing that they have. And I have here in my notes with the weakest like disrespect spit ever where like after he like kills him, he does like a puh. <laughs> like towards the dead body, which I'm like, dude, hack up a freaking loogie on him or something. At least get spit. You literally just made the puh noise. Is that's all you did? Uh, I want this. Oh yeah. So then that's eh, tanks alive, and then uh, they wake. <coughs> sorry, they wake up in the room. Uh, they wake everybody up. Or, or I mean, uh, Neo and, and Trinity, and they were like, oh man, everyone else is dead. That sucks. Uh, cut to Smith and Morpheus, which is I love this this performance from Hugo Weaving. I don't think he was nominated, but he should have freaking been for a supporting actor because Smith's performance in this is just incredible. Where we get a huge, huge, huge exposition dump where uh, Smith is explaining, he's like, "Yeah, uh, the original Matrix that we created for you guys was a paradise. That that was the literal perfect world." Which that's fair. We're <laughs> like, you know, we, we enslaved humanity. <laughs> right? We're using you as basically food. Uh, we gave you paradise. We gave you heaven. He's like, but you guys did not take to it at all. You immediately knew the world was fake, uh, which I, is this is such a fascinating. This is one of my favorite parts of the Matrix as a whole. The whole trilogy is the theoretical stuff and like the the thoughts that this movie invokes in the 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 looks of humanity because he's like humanity is like measures things by its misery. So then in the next world we made it we made it uh, like more evil like with like uh, with like. Uh, with pain and you took to it a little bit more, but I like the phrasing where it's like, you guys did not accept the initial program and entire crops were lost, which is like such a cold way to look at humanity, <laughs> which again, I like, cause like we have like literal, like for more or less the ambassador of the, of the machines Smith, like on that behalf, talking to humans, he's talking to us, uh, Hack, uh, they're explaining like, uh, there's, there's two plans of action, but I'm just going to stick with this one as, as, uh, for this bit, but like Smith is talking to, to Morpheus and he's like, uh, I have tried, I've dissected uh, humanity is, he's like, I've been trying to place humanity in like a box, a category. And, uh, you guys aren't mammals because mammals find an equilibrium with their environment. You do not. Humanity goes to a place, sucks up all its resources, moves to another place. And then you multiply. He's like, you know what else does that? freaking parasites viruses cancers that's what humanity is which i'm like oh that's a which again hey remember when neo had the book on the chapter on nihilism 
like, like this is like, yeah, it's what is life? We this is what we are as humanity is we're just evil, hungry parasites, basically. Uh, and then uh, Smith also goes like, uh, you know, hey, uh, everybody, or they're trying to break into his mind. I guess I can't uh, skip too far ahead. Uh, back on the ship, Tank is like, hey, uh, you know, he's they're trying to hack into his brain to get the, the codes to Zion. The only way to it's only a matter of time before they get the codes out of his brain because they're like basically hacking into it. Uh, we have to unplug him. Basically, we have to kill him. And they're like, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, we have to. And then Neil's like, we got to go get him. And then while that's happening, Neil also explains, he's like, you know, uh, I kind of forgot to mention uh, I'm not the one. And then Trinity's like, wait, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, you know how like Morpheus is sacrificing himself for me? I'm not the one. <laughs> She's like, I heard you the first time. I need you to really clarify what's going on. And he's like, sorry, I'm not. And she's like, no, you don't understand. Like, you have to be the one. And he goes like, well, I have to be the one. She goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just know you're the one. Uh, basically, it's like, he's like, I can go in and save him. The Oracle said there's a choice. I can sacrifice myself or he can die. I'm going to go. I can get him back, <clears throat> which is really, really cool. Uh, Trinity's like I'm gonna go too and we get a cool little power move from her she's like I'm the like, ranking officer I'm going in there with you so they go into the uh, it's like the construct to get a bunch of stuff and we get again iconic line of like our, well what do what do we need guns lots of guns and uh, how how dope is that scene I think they literally quote that in John Wick if I recall they definitely do yeah yeah, I think it was part three where they, they quote that again because that's such yeah. an incredible line. Uh, while that's going on too, Smith is uh, explaining this incredible dialogue where that's where he does the whole species thing and he's uh, the agent, the other agents are like, which actually the agents have names by the way, Agent Brown and Agent, oh God, I'm, I'm spacing Jones, I think, are the uh, the other two agents but they're not officially name dropped. But uh, Smith is like, hey, leave us alone. And they're like, okay. So they walk out and Smith takes off his glasses and his earpiece and he just like breaks down basically in front of Smith, which is like it that if that that scares me in the way of like seeing your dad like cry or something where it's just like a freak out. You're like, I've never seen this much emotion and I'm scared because you're not supposed to have you're more withdrawn than this where Smith is like, I hate this freaking place. I hate you because you all smell super bad. Have you ever been to a nightclub? People are dancing, wearing leather. It smells gross. It smells like ball sweat and spilt vodka. I don't like it. <laughs> this world is disgusting. Uh, What's cool too is like Smith is like, I want to be free, which is like the opposite. It's like, it's seeing like two ends of the, the right. matrix equation of like, no one's happy, you know? Uh, yeah, Smith, I'm going to leave. I hate this place. Uh, Neo walks into the, into the building and like, he's wearing this thing, a uh, trench coat. And like, he goes, it's this comedic bit where he goes to the metal detector and the guards like, do you got anything on you? And he opens the trench coat and you just see a freaking mountain of guns on him. And then Neo <laughs> does like a one inch punch. And then we get this dope freaking shootout scene in the lobby, which is again, it's iconic where we get a bunch of cool stuff where uh, like Neo runs on walls and does cartwheels. And uh, my favorite move in this action scene is when Trinity runs up behind a dude, kicks the shotgun out of his hand. The shotgun like rolls around and then like she catches it and shoots him in the back. It's entirely too freaking dope. dope shit. Then the one handed cartwheel for sure is like, it's, it's up super, there as far as iconic. Cool. And the music is freaking pumping too. Oh, yeah, that's all yeah. going on. And like, it's, I, I always love like this, like they run out of bullets and they just throw the guns and grab more guns. And it's like <laughs> different guns too. So you get like handguns, submachine guns, freaking shotguns, ARs, all that crap. <laughs> it's very, very Rainbow Six, <laughs> like in terms of like, the, the environment falling apart. 
the music and tempo, what I really like is like it lines up to like even the very end where like Neo kicks the the dude at the very end, and then they go into the elevator where uh, I like this bit because like all that's all going on like the the uh, sprinklers. I don't know. Do the sprinklers go off yet? No, the, the sprinklers don't go off yet. The agents walk in and they see Smith like holding like Morpheus's head, and as a little kid, I thought he was kissing him at that point. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Oh, so sweet. <laughs> He's like, I'm having a breakdown right now. Because uh, I asked my mom, I'd grown up, like, what's he doing there? And my mom's like, I don't freaking know what's going on in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I guess he's kissing him. Like, again, I was like five years old watching this movie. Uh, yeah, and they're like, oh, he doesn't know. And Smith's like, no, what? And then sprinklers go off, and basically it's like Neo and Trinity are there. So they make their way, they make their way to the roof, and like they they get on like the elevator and they shoot a little uh, cable to drop like a bomb and blow up the bottom floor. And we get a line from Neo of, uh, there is no spoon. Uh, yeah, this, they blow up the thing and then they end up on the the roof where again, this is probably the most iconic scene in the Matrix where this is where it's parodied about a thousand times where they take out a bunch of the cops and the stuff on the rooftop, but there's an agent there. Oh no, Neo shoots a bunch of rounds into the agent. Agent dodges every single shot. And I love this line from Neo where he's our hero, our uh, Jesus help, figure. Help me, please. Help. <laughs> <laughs> I messed up. I messed up so bad. <laughs> uh, where the agent fires a bunch of guns at Neo and then Neo dodges it like doing lo- like the limbo move. But I like this too because it's like this is like an incredible scene. I mean, even special effects wise, I mean, yeah, it looks a little like it's aged for sure. But just the camera sweeping around and stuff, it's just such an ambitious idea. They made this idea up. They're like in their heads. They're like, and then 360, and the the bullets slow down. Like it's just that type of thing is just so ambitious. Uh, Neo still gets lit up a few times though, and then Trinity. I love this freaking gangster scene where Trinity just walks up to the agent, dodge this point blank headshot where the uh, <laughs> the agent turns back into a person uh neo's like oh yeah she's like how did you do that you freaking moved fast as crap he's like not nah, fast enough but i'm trying to be like no no don't move past <laughs> don't that gloss over this, how yeah. did you do that <laughs> uh and then he's like can you fly that thing pointing to the helicopter and she's like not yet and that's the cool thing with like, they upload the knowledge of how to fly the helicopter trinity gets in it uh cut to the i'm <clears throat> sorry the inside of the uh the the rumor smith is interrogating over here's like a like a helicopter sound you look out and you see neo holding a freaking minigun and uh interesting choice of weaponry that neo chose knowing that you would uh, think precision is a bigger in the middle of the room he's like spray and pray right that's (laughs) the move here (laughs) so he just like unleashes hell into the room uh and doesn't hit uh, morpheus at all and so it takes out a bunch of the agents and uh Morpheus like breaks out of the handcuffs and runs towards the thing, gets shot in the ankle by a, an agent. And then uh, he's like, he's not going to make it. So Neo jumps out, catches Smith, uh, Morpheus midair, helicopters flying away. And then I think Smith, whatever, like lights up the helicopter, the helicopters going down. So Smith, uh, Neo like lets go of Morpheus, like on a rooftop. And then they, uh, uh, he jumps out and the helicopter is like falling and the, he's still tethered to the helicopter. And I don't know what the coordination plan was because Neo just grabs the rope. Like I'm going to catch this helicopter. <laughs> I think he wasn't thinking. He was like, just like, screw it. I got to do something. He's feeling it. I get it. He's feeling it. He's the one. But it's like, logistically, he's like, I can probably catch a way. I was in the helicopter away. I can totally. Why does a feather? Why does a feather? feather? I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm the one. 
Uh, but it doesn't matter because Trinity like see like sees what's going on. She like, grabs the little like other end of it and shoots it off the helicopter. So she swings, and we get this incredible, which this still holds up to this day. And this is actually for the longest time the benchmark of explosions in, in movies because the helicopter slams into a building and like slow mo you see the the glass like, bow ripple. out. Yeah, yeah, which is freaking cool. And then it like breaks from like the outwards again too it just it looks really freaking cool uh everyone's safe and alive yay and then um, morpheus is like do you believe now trinity that like you're the one and then neo's like well actually the i'm not he's like because the oracle said and he's like <laughs> morpheus like she told you what you needed to know idiot you are the one that's how she got you to be the one <laughs> and he's like oh man dad big brain uh playing chess <laughs> uh so they have to go make it out to the dead thing and they have to get into the, to the hard line. So they call the operator like tank and he's like, yeah, go to this place. So they go down to the uh, subway <clears throat> subway where uh, Morpheus gets out. There's a homeless man down there as well. And uh, Trinity is like, all right, I go, I go, I go next. And then like, while that's happening, Smith takes over the homeless man's walking towards them. She does the little cool thing. She like, puts her hand up to the glass as the bullet's about to hit, destroying the phone. And then Neo is like, oh man, uh, I guess I should probably run. And everyone's like, get out of there, Neo. And then we get the, uh, the hero moment where uh, they're like, what's he, why is he standing there? What's he doing? And uh, he's beginning to believe line for freaking Morpheus. <laughs> uh, and I have here in my notes, this is one of, I think three more in my notes where I have, let's freaking go <laughs> where Smith walks up, Mr. Anderson. And we literally get like the cool Mexican standoff where instead right. of tumbleweeds, we get like newspapers. newspaper. Yeah. Right. <laughs> If that's not friggin' dope, I don't know what is. Uh, and then we get, I literally have it here in my notes. I mean, I can show, I literally have in my notes a bunch of empty lines where I put, I forgot to take notes because I just started watching the fight scene. Because <laughs> it's dope, dude. It's like they, this really cool fight where like they start, <coughs> sorry, like shooting at each other and like they run out of bullets and they start like fist fighting and like Neo does a bunch of cool, like a, uh, like martial arts stuff. I literally have here, I have put Neo pose dot, 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 let's freaking go where Neo does. <laughs> he gets uh, jacked up by Smith. <coughs> sorry. And where, he does like the flex thing where he, he like all of a sudden the dust. The dust yeah. yeah. The dust like flies off of him. It just looks freaking dope. <laughs> uh, and then he has like my, again, like, I don't know why, like ever since I, I I've seen this movie, the move that stood out to me is like Neo, goes for like a punch smith catches his fist neil puts his fingers out and like stabs him in the throat with his fingertips dude so my brother would make me reenact that like all the time <laughs> yeah. like catch my, catch my punch you. and i'll just like put my fingers in your throat <laughs> <laughs> it's so freaking good uh it's a really I, I'm, I'm passing over it but it's an incredible fight scene where uh it ends with smith throwing <clears throat> sorry throwing uh, neo into the train tracks uh, as a train is coming and I ha the line here is like that is the sound of inevitability to which i say suck it thanos smith owns the inevitable <laughs> line i don't give a crap what you try to shoehorn at the end of end war or end game that was never thanos's uh, dialogue in any of his other appearances day one smith is talking about inevitability that's going to be a recurring theme in this series <laughs> uh but Javi is again, like, this is the end, Mr. Anderson, in which you get the line of, my name is Neo. And he, like, jumps up, knocking Smith off him, and he, like, does a backflip out of the thing. Train runs over Smith, and Neo's like, all right, I did it. I won. To which Smith walks out of the train, and he's like, okay, you know what? I proved <laughs> my, this. I think I proved my point as he <laughs> takes off running. <laughs> to which everyone's like, yeah, you probably should have just ran, bro. Like, I get it. You proved a cool point, but maybe you needed that, you know? 
He did almost die. But uh, while that's happening, uh, the Sentinels are coming. And there's a few Sentinels coming for the ship. So we had two planes of action now going on of Neo trying to get out of the Matrix. But he can't. they can't fire the MP in the ship because that will kill Neo because he's still in the Matrix. So that's our conundrum. Uh, and this is the line. I never picked this up until this literally this last viewing where uh, he's like, I need to get out of here. And the tank is like, all right, I got an old exit that'll work. And uh, he's like, all right, so there is Neo trying to make it to the exit. So he's being chased by agents who are popping up left and right, taking over people. Like, that guy took my cell phone. And uh, <laughs> the line, the thing that always like like spooked me out as a kid, it always scared me is like the scene where Neo runs through the apartment of the old ladies and like the old lady throws the little kitchen knife and For all of a sudden sure, yeah. turns around as an agent. I don't know why that always just scared me as a it's kid. It's a dope scene though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neo, for whatever reason, ditches his phone as he's running, which that always bugged me. Where I'm like, keep the phone on you. But the you know the last thing is like, yeah, the the phone is in that room up there. And he's like, okay, he probably won't have anything more to say to me. Throws the phone away, <laughs> runs up, and uh, what's cool is this is back to room three hundred three. Which, if you don't recall, this is the very room that the movie begins with, where Trinity does her little spinny kick thing. Uh, but that's why Smith already knows that's where he's headed because Smith is waiting for him in there. Point blank, again, alluding from that uh, that sign, that billboard from the beginning of the movie, Desert Eagle, point blank, l- freaking pumps Neo full of bullets, and Neo dies. And then everyone's like, uh, <laughs> including Trinity and Morpheus, who are like, that's not, huh, like, as the Sentinel's like tearing into the ship, and uh, <clears throat> uh, that Neo, Trinity's like, okay, you can't die, though, because I... And she's like, I, 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 I like you a little bit. And, and Neo's like, I can't hear you. She's like, I freaking love you. Okay. And he's like, I'm alive. And all of a sudden he like wakes back up into the matrix, uh, in the matrix. He stands back up and I'm, I'm making a joke out of this freaking hype scene where Neo literally is dead. And then he like wakes up, comes back to life. The agents turn around like what the crap. And then Neo looks at them and he can actually like actually see uh, the code no yeah he can see the code that's happening right now and uh the agents light him up with a bunch of bullets and then neo just goes nope and he puts his hand up just like trinity has his whole time stops the bullets mid-air which is freaking dope and a small <laughs> detail that i absolutely love is that they are actually the slugs of the bullets i feel like in hollywood a lot of the times it'll be like the entire bullet in mid-air but instead it's the actual slug which is the proper thing to do uh, stops the bullets. Neo can see the Matrix. And then I have here, Neo is leveled up because Smith goes up to fight him. And Neo not only beats him, but he freaking like has one the style it. on him with one <laughs> hand where it's like a Smurf account type thing where all of a sudden he's just like poning a bunch of like lower level dudes, which is totally not cool. Uh, beats the crap out of him. <clears throat> Uh, everyone's like, oh, he is the one. And uh, Neo like dives into Smith and literally like shatters his code, breaks him apart. And uh, I love this thing so much. Like Neo is standing there. He like exhales and like the world around him literally like ripples Flexes. with his yeah, breath, sure. which is freaking. Oh, that's so freaking dope. I just hit my mic. Uh, it's so freaking dope. And I, literally I have here. Let's freaking go after that part. Uh, the agency was uh, Neo was done. And they're like, well, I'm out. And they take off, which is really cool because, again, it's that it's that flip of like, if you see an agent, you run. These agents are running from Neo now. That's freaking hype. Uh, Neo's like, man, I'm a god in this world. To which Trinity's like, Neo. And he's like, oh, yeah. 
yeah, sorry. So he runs back and uh, they hit the, as the Sentinel is like literally inches from Neo's face, they hit the MP, killing everything. And then you see that Neo made it out of the Matrix. He's alive, kisses Trinity. And uh, we get the end, the very, very end of the movie where we get like the opening theme or like the little code stuff. We have a system failure and we have the voiceover from Neo, which I argue is one of the dopest endings in movies. Because if you're not hype at the end of that, I don't know what is, where he's like, I don't know how this is going to end. He's talking to like the machines and like kind of Smith, but like the machines, like, I don't know how this is going to end, but I tell you, this is going to start. I'm going to hang up this phone and I'm going to show these people what you don't want me to show them a world without limits, without rules, without you hangs up the phone. And I love the way this plays out because like, it's an overhead shot of Neo. The camera goes wide, wider, ultra wide, mega wide. And then you hear like a sound of a freaking rocket and Neo is freaking flying in the sky (laughs) as rage against the machines freaking starts playing. (laughs) Directed by the Wachowskis. And that is the end of The Matrix 1999. <sighs> and my mouth has never been drier. <laughs> dude, I bet, dude. You freaking plowed through that movie. <laughs> if I can't stop. Hour 45, man, dude. That was, I barely flew past that movie. But my throat <laughs> has never been drier. And I'm, I'm sorry, everyone, for coughing like a freaking asthma person, like as that's going on. But that is The Matrix. Uh, I, I'm extremely curious to know more of Cameron's thoughts because considering yeah. this is your first time watching this, dude, yeah. like what was your um, takeaway from this? Yeah, I thought it like again. I know I'm gonna get heat for this, but like, I thought it was fine. You know, um, it's uh, again, it's it's hard to say. I'm, I, I, it's hard to compare it to if I had seen it when it had just come out to when that you is know, true. Seeing, yeah, you know, for me, the movie that blew my mind, like in movie with movies was inception and then mm-hmm. like um so i i know for a f- like i can imagine this is, was a lot of people's inception you know mm-hmm. um i feel like that i if you know if i had been you know the age i was when i saw inception when i saw the matrix i'm sure it probably would have resonated with me was it was it cool was it good yeah i mean I, i'm I, I i i'm sure that like I understand why people are so into it. Um, just for me personally, um, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was fun. Uh, but I thought that was pretty much it for me. You know, it's not, it's not a movie and I know AJ, you're going to hate me for this. It's not a movie <laughs> I ever need to see again. Um, you know, my dad, he watched it with me. He had never seen the matrix before either. Really? Um, yeah. So we watched it together for the first time. He, he really liked it. Um, <laughs> And so I told him, I said, well, I have to watch the rest of them so we can, so I can watch the, <laughs> um, you know, the, the new one. He's like, oh yeah, I can't wait. So he's really excited. Um, <laughs> Maybe to I watch. should have him on the show. <laughs> yeah, sure. He's, he's excited for it. You know, um, there are just some things like, I'm sure like one of the things I was like, not a huge fan of was like the robots the design of like the robots, the tentacle like the things. Yeah. yeah. Not really my favorite. Again, I've seen so many aliens now that like, <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That like, it might've been really cool back in the day, but now I'm just like, eh, it's kind of like generic. It kind of looks like a generic video game robot. But again, obviously those, you know, v- generic video game robots run around in 1999. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I was, so I like yeah, I I it was it was cool. Do I never see need to see it again? No. 
Um, if we weren't doing the podcast, would I ever worry about watching the sequels? No. Um, <laughs> Some people will tell you that you, you don't have to see them, but if you literally want to understand this new Matrix, you got to understand what's happening yeah, in the story. And, that's, and, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see... Because I think kind of the se- I think the second one, I was looking at the reviews, and the second one they're like, "Oh yeah, this one's still pretty good," and the third one, every like it just seems like it fell off a cliff. Um, I know <clears throat> AJ, you defend them, and so I'm just really I interested defend them, to but see. I'm aware that I'm defending a movie. Like it's yeah, I'm yeah. fully aware. <clears throat> so you but know, he, I, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward. To, you know, I'm looking forward to watching how my dad enjoys them. <laughs> <laughs> If hey, I'll take it. Uh Heath, what did you think of this viewing? Uh I still obviously love this movie a whole lot. I did remember like I had a lot of thoughts in my mind of what this movie was, and then watching it again, I was like, oh, that scene's not quite like I remember it, which kind of sucks. I kind of like wish I just like left it perfectly, like that the beginning fight team of Trinity. I was yeah. like, I remember that be- that being so fucking hype. This time I was like, eh, wire wire works a little bit rough here. And some of the CGI obviously as well. Um, but the biggest thing from now versus seeing it when I was a kid is as a kid, the glasses, the sunglasses and the leather was dope as shit. As an adult, I'm like, what a fucking weird choice. They could be wearing anything. (laughs) That's literally the plot is like, we can be down. We chose these clothes. We we created and downloaded these clothes. Why full on leather? Everybody. Because in 99, dude, that was freaking dope. (laughs) Dude. Yeah. It's like little things like that baffled me so much. Like you were saying the ending with him flying. Is it when I was like nine? Lost my ever living shit. That was the coolest thing ever. Now I'm like kind of cheesy. Yeah, it. you're not wrong. And I think I'm trying. I mean, I, I can't pretend like nostalgia and stuff doesn't play a lot into my love for this movie. And like the age I was when I, uh, when I watched it and how instrumental. The Matrix is definitely one of the first movies that made that put me on my path of how i am with movies the matrix is absolutely critical in that yeah uh because it's one of the first thinking movies that i ever saw that it's like it's an action movie that has a ton to say and like uh, it can spark so much uh conversation and like like what do you think that means like oh like in this the way it it is smartly written in that everything it's almost circular where like everything is foreshadowing something else uh and like alluding back to something because like that's the line of like uh, mescaline or whatever is the only way to fly. Like that's literally like a, a thing that they mentioned at the beginning of the movie and it ends with Neo flying. Like that's if yes, it's cheesy at like face value of like he flies towards the camera, like Superman, like that's kind of really now he's flying, but it's like, that's how much like, cause again, Morpheus said like there are rules you can bend and rules you can break. Dude can just fly now. So he can, there are no rules off limits like for him. It's like, right. <clears throat> I, 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 I see that and I think of like what it represents as opposed to what's literally happening happening on screen. But you're not wrong, dude. Like it's this is a, a certainly a time capsule movie where you're watching it and you're like, that's this was what was freaking cool back oh, in, back sure, in yeah. 1999. This was edge lord cool where it was sunglasses, no matter if you're inside at nighttime, <laughs> uh freaking cool cell phones, uh all that stuff. Like it was just that's what being cool was and uh again just the the the, the thought behind this movie and how ambitious this was I mean, we've gone over all that already but like uh here it is my honest to god i don't know how many times i've seen this movie this is i watch the matrix trilogy at least once a year 
just to to rewatch it again. And I, I'm still I am dude. still picking up new things every single time. Yeah, like that's it's that kind of movie. And I think I'm sure overall, I'll pick like, something up again next time as well. Like obviously, some of the CGI is is like visually it's kind of outdated. But I think for sure the big thing to focus on is the overall plot and story of like the Matrix being the world you live in and stuff, which is actually, you know, like mm-hmm. a real thought. Like people legitimately think that it's all simulation. It's stuff. the whole it's simulation, simulation theory, theory is actually a real, a real thing. Yeah. Uh, and I just feel like, I think it's interesting that this was hitting on that before that was even like a widespread idea even. Uh, so if you just focus on like just that plot alone, they built a f- super, super cool world uh, that have so many questions and it, it actually like it's a one of those rare occasions where a batshit crazy story makes absolute perfect sense. Like if you think of a movie like Tenet, where you're just like, "What the fuck's going on? None of this makes sense in the <laughs> real world." This movie, uh-huh. like, oh no, I, I actually get this. This is batshit crazy, but it all has this grounded reality rules that I can understand and grasp onto, and it all like fits together like puzzle pieces. Yeah, you're <clears throat> you're absolutely right, and. uh it's that's why I mean it's we're still that's why we're making a new one today because the 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 groundwork that this movie set up was uh was incredible and that's why I it, I mean this went on to video games and uh, anime and comic books like this this world is just this world is super super dope even outside of like Neo and all that stuff. Uh, I asked on Instagram like what people thought of the Matrix and we got a couple responses from uh, the Save Room podcast. Hey, what's what's going on, guys? Uh, what do I have here? Uh, one holds up. The next two suck balls. Love from Sean. That's the guy from uh, that's one of the dudes from Save Room, and then the other guys from um, the Capes Complainers. Another great podcast. The first is amazing. Everything else is fan fiction. Which y'all gotta y'all gotta chill about Matrix Two and Three. I don't know when the last time you guys watched it was. Watch it again and watch it as grown ups because I feel like a lot of people watched it back in 03 and they're like, oh man, that wasn't very good. But like watching it now again. Think of what it's saying, you know, outside. Yes, the the brawl, the burly brawl in part two looks awful. God, dude. I saw it in theaters and thought this was like trash. Dude, but yes, I I was, there was no quarrels about how bad that looks, but just how ambitious that idea was. Yeah, we were, it it was too far ahead. We were trying too hard. And that's why, again, I defend it because I'm like, it looks like trash, but that kind of thing. But right. Yeah. So uh, that's going to wrap this episode up. Uh, does the matrix hold up i 100 percent argue yes i think it still holds up i think it still says a lot about even stuff today and how uh how we are with machines and how we are with our life so i, I absolutely think that it still holds up Good point. it's still very very relevant yeah even with the themes and i mean i think the thing that uh that cameron definitely sparked with my idea is this movie it's hard to go back to this movie if it's especially if it's your first time in because everything that you see nowadays has been inspiration has been birthed from the matrix so it's like someone watched the matrix and like oh that was really cool but you know what also be cool and then they make movies like equilibrium and stuff and then they're like oh i saw that movie but you know what also be cool and like they moved on and on and on to where we are now like with with action and sci-fi and stuff and it's like going back to what the very foundation of that was i mean they very Mm -hmm. found but obviously the matrix was inspired by stuff like blade runner and all this other stuff but like the matrix though as a as a movie and what it did for uh effects and fighting in movies and also like showing that you could make a dope action movie that has a ton of plot. Like you could, they're not mutually exclusive ideas. Cause think back in 99 and stuff, that was the heyday of garbage martial. I say garbage, like in the sense of like movie martial arts movies where it was just like, you got one or the other, you got a good movie with garbage fighting, or you got a great fighting movie with garbage plot. Right. The matrix managed to do both. 
but yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's our thoughts on the matrix in 1999. So, uh, stay tuned for us next week as we have Joel who will be asking, does the matrix reloaded still suck? And, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it does not, but Hey, what do I know? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm obviously biased, but, uh, so Cameron, are you prepared to plug the show or should I give you a minute? Yeah. They had me end the podcast yesterday too. So, uh, <laughs> everyone, uh, I'm on the show. I'd like a refund. You can find us on social media at refund pod and all on Instagram specifically. That's the one we use the most, uh, in all of your favorite podcast sites, just look up, I'd like a refund and you can find us there. We're there. I promise. Yeah. I, I love you guys are awesome on, uh, on Instagram and stuff. I'm keeping up right now with Ryan's 31 days of Christmas. Bit yes, that he's I doing. know I have to watch today's. Uh, completely coincidental take his pick today was die hard, which literally yesterday we recorded on our main show, uh, us or me specifically crapping on die hard being claimed as a, as a Christmas movie. So uh, I look forward to talking to Ryan about that. I'm sure that's going to be fun, <laughs> but, uh, can you give us a little hint or like tease, I guess? or so whatever, like what's, uh, what are you guys covering? Do you have you guys decided or anything like teasing of what's going to happen after avatar or anything? Yeah, we're doing a Christmas movie. Oh, here we go. Mm. Um, now, it's hard. It's hard to follow up last year's Christmas episode with uh, which was Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the worst movies ever made. Um, <laughs> it's it's d- Joel and Ryan hated me. Like they. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I, forgot, I didn't realize it was your pick. That's they, messed up. Hey, well, I said, I said, you guys have to watch this. This is just like <laughs> on another level of bad. Um, I mean, the the message, the moral in that movie was like literally. He's there. Um, Kirk Cameron's like now. You might be thinking, well, you know, why do we? Uh, why why don't we take the money that we spend on presents and give it to people who might you know be in need or donate it to? Uh, you know, uh, giving people water in other countries. And to that, I say, <laughs> God wants us to be able to, he gifted us with the money we have, so we should spend it on ourselves. And it's like, <laughs> what the hell? This yeah. is crazy. That's, That's a little messed little up. Point. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, so this year's not as crazy, but we're watching Fred Claus. There you Let's go. freaking go, dude! Do you obviously you guys are going to talk about it? Do you know how expensive Fred Claus was? Yes, and it's another. There's so many movies. It's another Vince Vaughn. It's another Vince Vaughn movie that has to be money laundering. We already did. <laughs> we already did couples wedding retreat. crashers and yeah, you did because couples retreat was like I think it was like seventy million or ninety million. The budget for that movie. And it's inexplicable, like literally. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Dude, Fred Claus had a budget of $100 million. <laughs> 100, <laughs> the Matrix was $65 yeah, million. So. Dollars. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm and I'm definitely looking forward to, uh, to, Avatar, to your yeah. Avatar episode. And I'm certainly I'm looking forward to the episode you guys dropped uh, as we record this yesterday. Uh, it's like your one year yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Congrats on that. Thanks. Yeah, it's a big. It's, 
can't believe it's been a year. Yeah, that's, that's I'm, crazy. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to uh, starting off the new year with new friends and stuff. It's going to be a great time. So yeah, thanks uh, <clears throat> thanks for doing this, Cameron. Yeah, of course. Uh, I know it's, I know we just kind of threw you in the deep end of like what this was. Where it's like, I thought this was a movie <laughs> review. Eh, more more not than, than, than like... <laughs> To, you know that's the thing with the, our podcast Joel and Ryan they just kind of throw me into stuff and I'm just like alright they plan the things out and I'm just like yeah I'm here I just show up <laughs> yeah, I'm here you guys got the easy jobs but yeah thanks thanks again for doing it yeah of <laughs> course uh, everybody check out I'd like a refund they're one of my favorite podcasts despite freaking Spotify lying Spot- you guys have to be my number six because on my top five it was uh, I, I mean I listened to a lot of like two bears one cave uh-huh, sure, and like our sure. own show Mad Rock movie <laughs> show and it's like where's the refund guys because I, I, I listened to all of your episodes starting at oh god what was it might have been Joker or Wonder Woman starting there. That's like when I literally just met you guys and started listening. Yeah. But yeah, definitely you guys should everyone should check out uh I'd like a refund. They're they're an absolute blast, ton of fun. Your Thanksgiving episode was uh was outstanding in oh, actually I enjoyed it. It got I love how real it got. And it got really yeah, real. Yeah. No, th- there you go. There's <laughs> another thing where I just like they're like, oh, let's let's talk about this now. I'm like, okay, you got no clue any of that going into the episode. Well, I like, there you go. You're, you what are you? Four? <laughs> number four. I'd like a refund from your, oh, oh, look at that. You're above Matt and Mark movie show. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> On his thing. I, uh, yeah, I love that. It's funny. It's like, you guys were like super sincere with each other and like actually expressing how much of good friends you are. And then he cuts our show where it's just me dunking on Darren, calling him a poor <laughs> freaking street rat. <laughs> I dig it. So, uh, yeah, this, uh, stay tuned everybody next week for, uh, does the matrix reloaded still suck? Joel will be joining us there and, uh, check out obviously our main show and check out, I'd like a refund and send us an email. John geekscast at gmail.com. Hit us up on all the social medias at genre geeks. We're very active on Instagram. Just like with, I'd like a refund and until next time, everybody. Bye.